There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Kim and Kat, stay alive, maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. We're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. I am Katrin Porter. And I'm going to be the teller of the tale. And I'm Kim Burns, and I'm going to stay alive. Hope so. I think you will this time. How are you? How's your life? What's I'm going great. on? great. We just had Valentine's Day, and it was lovely. <laughs> Ketron loved my Valentine's I Day. I loved Kim's <laughs> Valentine's Day. I really did. Um, Me and yeah. D got matching narwhal onesies. I love a good narwhal. And the unicorn of the sea. The unicorn of the sea. Yep. <laughs> like tuna is the chicken of the sea. Narwhals are the unicorn right, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. I, no, I'm so glad you had a lovely Valentine. Eric and I don't really do Valentine's Day, so I always kind of like hearing about other people's because I don't know. I don't know why we don't. Well, he accidentally proposed to me on Valentine's Day and felt like that was really cheesy and wouldn't have proposed to me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. He did it by accident. But now, now we're just like, oh, it's our engagement anniversary, not Valentine's Day. Well, do you do nice things on it? We do. Usually the cats get us things. Oh, well, that's nice of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the cats are celebrating our love. <laughs> yeah, Where did I you don't get have a desire from? for uh, some fucking delicious uh, noodle house of oh. some sort. It was so good. We got like dumplings and noodles and it was Yum. honestly bomb. Yum. I'll have to I cut you off before. You, you were like, I... Honestly, don't something or other. Oh, I don't have like any desire to like do gifts and things. And I have negative one million percent desire to go to a restaurant because yeah. everyone knows I've worked in them for so long. And Valentine's Day is a special beast Yeah, uh, in restaurants. So 
I bet the energy is also just like that. <laughs> just like very staticky, I imagine, in a restaurant. Yeah. It's also yeah, it's just is very busy and very intense and I'm like, mm, yeah. No thank you. No thanks. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but Dee sent me flowers and um we just had a nice time. I love it. That makes me so happy. Um we did try to go to Whole Foods three times yesterday and couldn't get in to the parking lot because everyone was buying last minute flowers. <laughs> I went once, Eric went twice, and both of us were like, we literally can't get into the parking lot <laughs> to get the freaking mint that I needed. So that was stressful. That was my Valentine's Day. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> no, one, no one else has mint available? Not, not the big like box of it. I don't need like a, like a, oh, here's like a dainty little amount of mint. I need like a chunk a box of, of box. mint. Yeah. <laughs> and Whole okay. Foods is the only place it has it. It's very frustrating. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, it's for my special salad that I love so much. Like that. Whole Foods stocks it. Stocks it like I need it. It's for my special salad. Mm. And so Eric went back today to get it because I was working um, and got, the parsley and forgot the mint and I didn't <laughs> freak Murder out. It? I just said He's still alive. He is still alive. Oh, I just said, job. Hey, remember when I also said that I needed mint and he says, no, you, and he looked at the text and he was like, Oh, I missed that. I was like, yep, you did. But thank you for <laughs> trying. Happy Valentine's day after. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Valentine's Day gift to you. Mm-hmm. You're still alive. You're still alive. It's a little belated, but <laughs> um, yeah. Well, do you want to hear a movie? I do. I have no idea what it is. You don't. Well, am I supposed to? <laughs> you might have had like a clue a couple weeks ago, but I'm glad that you don't recall. Oh, uh, well, then maybe it's what I hope it is. I watched the movie Megan. Yay! Oh, I didn't know it was going to come so soon. I loved it. Um, Okay, so it's directed by Gerard Johnstone, and it's written by Akella Cooper, who wrote Malignant, Mm -hmm. um, and also a story by James Wan. Um, it's produced by Blumhouse and all that kind of stuff. And I totally for, didn't know. Maybe I knew this at some point, but one of my friends is in it. I know. Yeah. But Bri- Brian Jordan Alvarez is in it. Oh, I was thinking of someone else and something else. Oh, I was thinking who, of Carlos. Who else is my friend? Oh, no. Carlos is not in this. He's, but in, he's in another. He is in a horror movie, but I, it hasn't come out. Maybe oh, it hasn't okay. come out yet. I'm not um, sure. Akella Cooper is amazing um, because she is a black female. Yes. And is killing it in the horror world right now. And no is pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, cheers to her. Yeah. Giant uh, hose out. Tits up, Akella Cooper. Here we go. Dead or alives. Katie. Alive. Gemma. Dead. BJA. Brian Jordan Alvarez. Dead. Tess. 
Dead. David Lynn. Dead. Kurt. Dead. Mom. Dead. Dad. Dead. And last but not least, Brandon. Dead. I don't know. I just assume Megan's going on a killing spree. We'll find out. Okay. Here we go. So, we open on a commercial for um, a very cool pet that reminds me of Furbies. Do you remember Furbies? I do remember Furbies. Okay. So, the commercial is a little girl who's kneeling in front of a a grave (laughs) where her dog passed away. And it's like... Don't you want a pet that never dies? <laughs> Perpetual pets are for you. And so it's this little like Furby looking thing, but it's also today. So it's tied to an app. So it's like you can do everything with this pet and it can have like definitely it's still programmed responses but because it's built into an app and not like a plastic toy, like it's definitely responding to more than the Furbies ever responded mm-hmm, to us. Mm-hmm. And you can also feed it and then make it poop little tiny pellets of poop. I, I think kid, kids are really into being able to make things poop or cry <laughs> or pee. Sure. And That's all the they app, know how to do. So true. They, they can only they poop see and, someone else do it. Poop and pee. Um, speaks eight different languages. It can take pictures eight of languages. You. Yeah. Wait, but my pet, yeah. Speaks eight different languages. What does it say to me? It speaks to me in languages? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's, okay. Where'd I lose you? It's a talking pet. Oh, yes. It, it talks. I thought it was an animal. So no, I was expecting it to be like, rough, rough. No, it talks to you all the time and tells you and laughs at its own farts. This is oh. perpetual pets with a Z is what we're advertising and it is the hot new pet i mean everyone is into it and because it's tied to an app there's like daily content that is added every day Mm -hmm. so now we cut to katie in the car with her perpetual pet and she's on her ipad and she keeps making her pet fart over and over again what does this pet look like it looks like a furby oh it looks like a furby yeah great where where am I losing? Where am I lo- Am I speak like am I speaking eight different languages? No, I, re- I remember now that you said it looked like a Furby. Okay, okay. But you kept calling like, a pet, and I kept seeing a dog, and then she had a d- pet, and I was like, "Wait, yeah. what does it look like? A Furby? Not a dog? It's a Furby? Yeah. So it's, it's Furby that yeah. talks. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll go back as many times as you need me to. I'm just gonna step in every so often and remind you it looks like a Furby. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I've got I've got that implanted now. Okay, great. I needed to just hook myself up to the app. So I got it, got it. Get the yeah. download the download, download the new content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So <laughs> Katie's in the car. Her parents are driving, obviously, but they're driving up like a very very snowy mountain. I was going to. Compare it to the time that you oh, and I drove my to Idlewild, but Catherine, then I remembered that you weren't there. How many times <laughs> have we had this conversation on this podcast alone? You weren't there at Idlewild, but if you had been, you would have been. That's the what I would have uh, compared it to. <laughs> 
I just can't believe how much this trip to Idlewild comes up. Like, how important this trip was to you, and I wasn't there. But you were there. Like, you... I mean, I was my, there in spirit. You were there. Like, <laughs> you're in all of my memories. Um, I'm shocked I was when supposed I to be, so... She was, yes. Um... But it was actually kind of triggering because when Dylan and I were driving up there, it was snowy terrifying. and snowing and really terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And you're driving up a mountain and it was really scary. So they're driving and they're super annoyed and like they're kind of bickering with each other because they're like, I thought we were going to limit screen time because that's the thing. It's like a it's a pet that's with you, but you're interacting with it through the app. And so she's just like glued to her iPad. And... um the dad is annoyed that her aunt Gemma, who's his wife's uh, sister, gave it to her. And let's call I don't remember what the mom's name is or the dad's name. So let's call them James and Lily. Like, I, I don't remember what they are. So, um, so uh, Harry Potter's parents. Yeah, that's what they are. <clears throat> and uh, so they we learn in this drive that uh Gemma works for the toy company that makes perpetual pets. And so they're also kind of annoyed. They're like, they gave, she gave her a toy that like has a ton of screen time. And also she probably got it for free because she's the one who makes them. Like they're just Mm -hmm. kind of like being a little shady to to Gemma. And then all of a sudden they swerve. And the mom is like, I told you that we should have put chains on the tires and she's like, she's like, pull over, pull over. And it's like, it's like a white, like you can't see in front of you. Uh-huh. And so they stop and the husband is like, I can't just stop in the middle of the road. Like it's a current snowstorm. So you know what happens if we stop? Now we're covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And the mom is like, uh, Lily is like, we'll just wait for a snow truck to come down the mountain and they'll <coughs> And they'll clear it. Headlights, snow mm. truck, accidents. Mm. And just like Harry Potter's parents, James and Lily are dead. <laughs> How apropos. Yes. I <laughs> didn't even mean to do that. Um, but then I realized, oh, that was actually, those were great names to pick because they're dead <laughs> in a matter of seconds. Um, so now we cut to... A giant toy company that is just like a gargantuan, giant building, state of the art, um, huge, like city of a building for a toy company. We're, we're, you know, it's like up there with Mattel and Hasbro, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And it's my buddy, Brian Jordan Alvarez. And we're kind of following him as he walks into the building. And there's giant screens in the building, like literally like multiple stories tall of like commercials airing. And it's like the key to fun is funky. So like it's funky (laughs) with a with an I is the name of the company, which I'm like, couldn't we workshop that? I don't know. Funky (laughs) for it. It just doesn't. I know what you're going for, but it's like. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. If I was the president of Funky, I'd be like, we're changing the name. Um, what would you change it to? 
Well, I don't know, but not funky. I'm the president. Oh, I, hire I need people. some. Well, if, why don't you get bring me something better? I maybe hi- we will change it. I hire people you to brainstorm for me, and that is what their job is. I just know that I don't like it. Um, I feel like this movie would be very triggering for G <laughs> to listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, so BJA heads into his office. His office appears to be in like the basement. It doesn't look like a basement. It's just like the bottom floor. Like it's pretty sparse. Nobody else is down there. And it's a lab. Like it looks like a robotics lab. And Allison Williams is in there. Her name is Gemma. And uh, they're trying to make modifications to the perpetual pet, which looks like a Furby. Furby. Um, yep. And right, it keeps. Right, right, right. It keeps breaking. Like, it keeps breaking down. They're trying to, like, come up with, like, a new version of it. It keeps breaking down. And BJA and Tess, who's the other lab partner, are like, why don't we just show David what we have? And Gemma is like, not till we finish this. And BJA comes in, plops his... Oh, so he comes in now with a box under his arm. And he's like, it's here. And Gemma's like, oh, my God. So they open it up. And it appears to be like, not appears to be, it is, it's a silicone face, right? Okay. And so now they bring- A face of a dog. A face of a dog. A face of a Furby. A face of a Furby. No, I'm going to really throw you for a loop here. It's a face of a person. Oh, shit. And a robot comes down from the ceiling. Like, it's basically kind of suspended like a marionette from- um, it all of its cords and wires and all that kind of stuff, but there's okay. no, it's there's no skin on it at all. So it's just wires and titanium and things like that. Yeah, like um, the underneath of the Terminator. The underneath of the Terminator. Yes. For some reason, I thought you were going to be like Robot Skella Frank, and I was going to be like, yes, <laughs> inside Skella Frank. <laughs> yeah, is a robot. <laughs> but we just. I mean, that's a new movie. We we could we could make that. Let's write. Yeah. It. What is with my? Yeah, you did a thing. I did do a thing. I fixed the thing. So, robot comes down from the ceiling, and they put the silicone face on it. And Gemma is now like telling it to make faces, like basically being like happy, and the robot smiles, sad frowns and then she says confused and she makes this weird like twitch face uh-huh. and Gemma's like what is she doing and she's like that's not a confused face so BJA tries to take the silicone face off again because clearly something isn't right and someone bangs on the door uh-huh. and Gemma lets someone in and this is their boss David Lynn and he comes in and he sees the robot suspended from the ceiling and he's like I told you to put this on ice until the new pet was out and Gemma's like I know we're working on the new pet blah 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 he pulls out his iPad and shows a commercial of their competition it is something that looks almost exactly like a perpetual pet like a Furby uh, and but it's cheaper so it's like their what's competition what's this business called don't remember. I'm sorry. Wow, I don't I remember. Must have been better than Funky. 
It was better than Funky, actually. And it's cheaper. So that's the big thing is like they made Perpetual Pets. Their competition made one that looks almost exactly like it. But it's like not $200. It's like right. $50. Yeah. And David Lynn is like, I wanted a $50 model put on the shelves, blah, blah, blah. You're already late. Only And um, Gemma says, I don't think that's the way to compete, like making cheaper and cheaper toys. She's like, I think the way to compete is to make a toy that no one can replicate. And she's like, that's I know that you think I made the perpetual pet more complicated than it needed to be. But she's like, it's actually a prototype for this. And she like shows him the robot suspended from wires. And she's kind of starting to like talk to him about the capabilities. She's like, I've developed a software that tracks the conversational patterns of children. And David is definitely like pretty pissed because he's like hearing how much work had to go into she's this. She's put into and it. She, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, just let me show you what Megan is capable of. And we learn that Megan stands for Model 3 Generative Android. So Gemma tells Tess and BJA to load up Megan and they boot her up. She does have the face on because remember BJA like couldn't get the face off of it. And she says, Megan, say hello to David. And Megan goes, David, as in the boss, I guess I should call him dad. And then she starts. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Daddy. Daddy. (laughs) They're making a sex robot. You're my boss. Did you not know that that's what this movie was about? I didn't, actually. Wait a second. Megan is. (laughs) Um, Then she starts glitching. Like, and BJA is like, oh, shit. And so he's like, uh, Gemma's like, don't worry. It's just a glitch or whatever. And BJA is like, I don't think it's a glitch. I forgot to put the polypropylene barrier in or blah, blah, blah. And it explodes. Like, (gasps) oh, no. And they have to put Megan's. Polypropylene barrier. You know how that goes when you forget one of those. I do. You know? It's it's all hell breaks loose. I've had many a bad day. <sighs> many a bad day where we forgot our polypropylene barrier for sure. It has um, caused a lot of damage. A lot of glitching. A lot of solution. <laughs> so um, it explodes. They have to put it out with a fire extinguisher. Like it doesn't look good. So David is like, I want the prototype on my desk by Monday. And, and he's like, and I also want a swipe cart for this door. Because basically they made it so that the boss's swipe card doesn't work to get into this room. <laughs> and he's Zing. like, what the fuck? <laughs> maybe learn how to work the electronics like we do, David. Yeah. And maybe you can, get you, your, make, you can make your card work yourself. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Um, then Gemma gets a text uh, or a call from Oregon Medical hospital Uh, cut to her at the hospital being granted temporary custody of Katie cut to her packing up Katie's stuff from her house cut to them driving back to Gemma's house they're getting out of the car and as they're getting out a dog attacks and it's the neighbor's dog her name is Celia there's like a hole in the bottom of the fence that they share and so Celia Comes over and is like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And Gemma's like, Celia, keep your dog off my fucking lawn. She doesn't say fucking. 
Um, Celia is also like power washing the other side of her fence. So like all of the sediment and dirt and everything is washing under the fence onto Gemma's driveway. Mm. And so she's like, and also, can you please stop spraying like sediment onto my driveway? Like she just seems like a shitty neighbor. Mm -hmm. Um, so they walk inside and a robot kind of like an A L E X a greets her (laughs) (laughs) and uh, is like, hello, Gemma, you have five unheard voicemails and six Tinder notifications. And Gemma's like, Elsie off. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that Siri will read you your text messages? I do know that, but it just figured that out. I don't know how to make her do it. Do I just ask her? her? Yeah, I was like doing laundry. Whenever I do laundry, I'm always like, hey, set a timer for me so I know when to go move it. And then when I got back in, I was just like carrying stuff. And I was like, hey, Siri, do I have any text messages? And she was like, and then she started reading them all off. And <gasps> I was like, wow, look at you go. That's really cool. I love that. I'm going to ask. I think she S-I-R-I asked if I, if I to wanted to it. reply, too. I guess I could have just mouth That's replied. Cool. Oh, <laughs> God. Do you know what I just remembered? I blocked it out. But I had a really traumatic thing happen to me today. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Did it I got Siri? No, but it involved text messages. Text messages. I got two giant dick pics today. (laughs) What? From from different numbers or the same number? No, he just sent he just sent me two pictures of his schlong, and (laughs) I like was. Did you have any history of? No, it's like it was just a stranger who like. (laughs) Found was it, number. Were they were they nice? I mean, it was pretty big, but like kind of just. It, I want to see. I just I was pretty upset. Like I think. Yeah, I, I don't think I would like that. Yeah, and so I googled it, and it's just like some fucking guy. Like his fucking number is like tied to him. Like I just googled it, and immediately saw some fucking guy in like Indiana or whatever. And that is I was so weird. Yeah, it just like kind of felt like assaulting yes it really did because like i never i had never this was my first dick pic yeah because prior you know it wasn't really a thing when last time i was single right yeah i guess yeah it really was an unasked for dick pic is um pretty shocking yeah yeah i just i yeah it that's exactly how i felt a little like assaulted um so i'm glad siri didn't read that to me i wonder what she would have read it as oh my god you've received (laughs) (laughs) yeah siri was actually really into it she was like Mine is an Irish. Mine has an Irish accent. So. Oh my god! You're such a robot genius. I want to know how to do all these tricks. That's so cool. Just tell her. I will. I'm gonna. I'm I gonna have it. a. She's always like, "Timer is set." Is Ooh. that Irish? Your timer is set. And I'm like, oh, um, "Thank you, Siri." I think all of us can imagine if it had sounded Irish. Your timer. <laughs> Thank you. We can all imagine. <laughs> it sounded like that, but Irish with Got an it. Irish accent. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And it looked like a Furby. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a Furby. <laughs> um, okay. I need a Furby pet. 
I really liked I think them. I would like it. I like them a lot. I, I thought they were really I fun. I want mine to look like a dog, though. Fair. <laughs> we'll make one. <laughs> That's clear. Maybe that was it the whole time. I just wanted it to look like a dog. Maybe you just need a it was dog. my own desire. Oh, I want a, a dog. dog. Yeah. Well, that sounds just get even better. Those. Yeah. You could just get some of those. I'll try that. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Moving first, but sure. Uh, yes. Oh, so she got six Tinder notifications, and oh, Elsie, right. Elsie read six them to her. Pics. Yeah, six dick pics. And so Gemma's like, "I'm gonna put these bags away. Make yourself at home." But like, Gemma is cl- has clearly never spoken to a child in in mm-hmm. her, the entirety of her life. Like, you can just kind of tell by someone's tone that it's like they don't know how to differentiate the ages of people that they talk to. Like it's <laughs> Which, just not Hey. Yeah. It's just not that's, it's just not translating. Uh which is so funny considering she creates toys. children's choice for yeah. a living. Well that's really interesting because it kind of made me realize like, yeah, n- the people that are making toys for children aren't like fucking Santa Claus. They're probably people that liked toys themselves but aren't necessarily like kid people which uh-huh. I thought was kind of interesting so she comes in puts her bags away and uh Katie's just kind of like looking around the house and of course she's got like an entire bookshelf of of toys all in their packaging so she picks one up and Gemma comes out of the room and is like, um, don't play with those. And Katie's <laughs> like, well, okay, they're toys. And Gemma's like, actually, they're collectibles. Um, so you don't play with them. And like as she's saying it, she realizes like how dumb that sounds. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh she's like, Well, what um what happened to the to the perpetual pet that I got you? And Obviously, if she understood children, child psychology at all, she would know that, like, mm, she probably doesn't want to play with the perpetual pet that was with her that her parents were arguing about before they were killed, you know? Mm-hmm. But so Katie just kind of goes, It's okay. I was just looking. And now we cut to them going to bed. And uh, Katie has a glass of water and she puts it down on her nightstand. And Gemma, like, picks up the glass again and puts it on a coaster. A uh, coaster? Oh, man. And Katie's just kind of like, like, she reads that, you know? Like, yeah. she's just like, I, you don't want me here. But Gemma's like, I promise I'm going to make this homier, you know? Um, I promise I'm going to do whatever I can to make you feel at home. So mm. she's trying. And she's like, good night. And then Katie's like, you're not going to read me a story? And Gemma's like, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't really have kids books. And she's like, you know what? I'll find one online. So she sits down on the bed and then she's like, oh, just got to update the app. So then they're just like sitting there staring at each other, like waiting for the oh, app to download. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So... Cut to Gemma. <laughs> now, Shabon, how do you stay alive in this horrible awkwardness? I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I just jump out a window. Um, I mean, I do feel bad. I mean, we've. I'm not even trying to like blow up your spot or anything, but like, 
I've said to Kim, like, I'm like, God, God is forbid anything ever happens to me or Eric. Like, in our will, it says that, like, Kim and Allison have to, you know, take care of my cats. And I know for a fact that Kim is going to be literally Gemma with my cats. Like, okay, <laughs> well, those aren't toys. Those are... Uh, <laughs> paper clips. I guess you can play with them. It's fine. So you pooped in that box. Um, <laughs> how? What are you gonna do with that now? What are you gonna? How do you? Yeah. How what do, do we... you clean that up? <laughs> I'm gonna so, need you to figure out a way to pick that up yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. <laughs> I get it. Gemma is. I, Kim, I hope I'm, who... I'm second in line. I hope. Uh, it's. It. We worked it out that like the two of you have to coordinate it great like i'm also second in line for my nieces so yeah so which, i which is I've got some buffers yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so cut to Gemma unpacking katie's stuff unpacking a photo of uh james and lily it's night it's <laughs> nighttime <laughs> and uh <laughs> She, I wonder what their names are. I don't know. <laughs> They'll forever be James and Lily in James my heart. James and Lily, yeah. Um, she hears exactly Katie, what they look like. Yeah. Um, she hears Katie crying in her room. Oh. And she stands outside the door, but, like, doesn't go in. Like, she's <sighs> just like, I don't know what to do I don't with know this. how to deal with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so pick up your own poop, please. Pick up your own poop. Can you do that? <laughs> Can you just comfort yourself? Thank you. Yeah. Is this movie about you and my cats? That's really upsetting. I'm having a whole other experience now. <laughs> Is this movie about you and my cats? I don't know. I'll find out. You tell yeah, me. Let's find out. So, <laughs> and I get them a Furby as a friend. Well. Maybe we rethink that strategy after this <laughs> movie. <laughs> so we cut to the next day and Gemma is talking on the phone in earshot of the child that she is now the protective guardian of. And she she's talking to Tess and she's like, I'm just not equipped for this. And Tess is so sweet. She's like, we'll help in like whatever way we can. We also learned that the reason that Katie was left to Gemma is because um, the grandparents of Katie's dad are in Florida and they're kind of weird is what we learn. And then I would okay. also assume that Gemma and Lily's parents are dead maybe. Okay. Um, so she's talking to Tess and she's like, David is going to shit blood if I ask for more time off. And Tess is like, well, you lost your sister, right? Yeah. Like this seems like, this seems like an acceptable. Yeah. Like, she's like, your sister's dead. <laughs> Excuse. And you're a mom now. So I think you get a pass. And Gemma's, like, not really listening. She's like, and we spent $100,000 of company money for something he didn't ask for. If we don't get the Perpetual Pets prototype on his desk by Monday, he's going to sue us for you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Why did we do that? But again, Tess is like, right, I hear you, but also your sister died and you're a mom now. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> that's 
that's what we need to be talking about. I'll, I'll deal with Dave. Like, we'll figure it out kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, then the doorbell rings. And Gemma answers the door and is kind of like, doesn't recognize the woman standing on the other side. And the woman is like, Lydia? I'm Lydia. And she's like, oh, you're the therapist. Yeah, come on in. So the therapist comes in. And Katie is sitting on the couch watching TV. And she's like, you must be Katie. Oh, we're still in our pajamas. And Gemma comes in and she's like, yeah, we're just watching TV. And Lydia says, I see that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Lydia. I mean. Take your judgment out of here. Lydia brought all of her judgment in. Like she brought a U-Haul full of judgment. And just started unloading it in Gemma's house. <laughs> Bitch, I've never been a mom before. Yeah, I was like, give her a minute. So she's like, so uh, Gemma's like, so what do we do? <laughs> and Lydia's like, oh, I just need to observe you for 30 or 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's not awkward for literally anybody. Like, I feel like a mom who has a child that came out of them would still be like, you're going to observe me for 30 to 40 minutes just momming? <laughs> I mean... Take mom out of it. If anyone's just sitting there observing me for 30 to 40 minutes, I'm like, I'm a robot now. I know. What do I do? How do I sit down on this? Oh, my gosh. Why is everything so uncomfortable? (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I do have someone to come to the house to observe you with Hatter and Tallulah. Okay, great. I hope they plan on picking up some poop when they come over. (laughs) Um. So she's like, why don't we just play with some toys? And Gemma's like, I, I'm still unpacking Katie's stuff. I haven't, I haven't found her toys yet. And Lydia looks at the giant bookshelf of toys and is like, what about those? And Katie goes, those are Aunt Gemma's. No one's allowed to play with them. And Lydia just looks at Gemma and Gemma's like, we can play with them. Let's play with them. <laughs> <laughs> And so she goes over, but then, like, does the weirdest fucking thing. Like, it's a box. It's a box that one might open with their hands. But she takes, like, a fucking knife to it and, like, slices it. I'm like, well, you didn't have to do that. Like, now it's (laughs) completely unsalvageable as a collectible. But, okay. Um, And it's like this. um, It's a ball. But I want you to picture if it was, like, a Furby. Yes. Um, if a ball was a Rubik's cube, if a ball was a Rubik's cube, okay, but I can, all, I can do that, but all blue. So it almost looks okay. like it should open up in some way. And poor Katie is just sitting on the ground, just kind of like rolling it <laughs> <laughs> while Lydia just watches and then Gemma watches. Oh gosh, <laughs> someone. Take me out of the situation. <laughs> Make it stop. It's, uh, and um, someone peel the skin off me until my robot parts <laughs> come out, please. She, Gemma's definitely wishing that. And so Lydia's like, "Why don't you? <laughs> why don't you roll it to Aunt Gemma?" And how old is this kid? She's probably like ten. So like, 10. it's also like. Yeah, she w- nobody was set up for success in this scenario, <laughs> right? And so um, she's kind of like just rolling it. And Gemma's like, you know, that's that's actually not how it works. And she like goes over to like show her how the toy works. 
And Lydia's like, why don't we let Katie lead? And Gemma's like, okay. And so then Lydia's, or Katie, ugh, blah, blah, blah. Lydia's like, why don't you roll it to Aunt Gemma? So Katie just like pushes it to her. <laughs> and Gemma picks it up and like takes a breath and is like, it's just not what this was designed to do. Like it's just not designed to roll back yeah, and forth. Maybe we'd have more fun if I showed you how the toy worked. I don't think that. Like, Katie doesn't know how the fucking toy works. Can I just show her? Exactly. Lydia. Yeah. And so Lydia just kind of, like, looks at Gemma, and Gemma goes, cool. Yeah. Let's just roll it back and forth like a tennis ball. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm on Gemma's side for this one. That's I kind of so was, was for this, too. Like, like I was like, dude, Katie I'm also doesn't like, know how the toy works. What, 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 why is it so bad if I'm just like, oh, here's what it does? Also... Wouldn't that be a bonding thing for them to talk yeah, about and she interact can show together? Her and then we yeah. get to play with it instead yeah. of just awkwardly rolling something back and forth as if you were a cat and not a yeah. child. I mean, literally, yeah. Like I'm like, this would be an appropriate <laughs> game for you to play with Tallulah and Hatter. <laughs> exactly. Like, take note of this for you. <laughs> yes. Just push a ball back and forth. They will love it. <laughs> a ten year old. Not so much. That. Yeah. yeah. A 10 year old <laughs> not in 1512 will. <laughs> in 1512, though, no, yeah. they notoriously loved ball pushing. They loved ball pushing. Well, they just ball loved pushing. Rolling it around. Ball pushing was like a fucking hoot after having to work in the fields all day as oh. an adult. In 1512, they were also yeah. working in the fields as 10-year-olds yeah. came yeah. home and pushed a ball around and they it was were the like, joy of their lives. They were. They were like, can I just push this ball, please? Please. Um, and mom was like, make the soup. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a horrible time to live as a child. <laughs> it wasn't great. And then they died the next year. <laughs> This was the peak of their lives, actually. Yeah. 1512 was not a great time to be a kid. <laughs> anyway, we're in 2022. So, <laughs> so now we cut to... So Lydia leaves and Gemma walks her out. And Lydia does call her out in a way that's like, did you want this? And Gemma is just kind of like, I mean, it's what my sister wanted, you know? And she's Did like, I want my sister to die yeah, so that like, I took over her kid? No. No, I didn't want any of this. No. <laughs> yeah. And so Lydia's like, because the grandparents have reached out and said that they will take her. And Gemma, rightfully so, is like, if my sister had wanted Katie to go to her grandparents, she would have specified that. Mm -hmm. So, like, Gemma understands that, like, this is not ideal, but it is, in fact, her responsibility now. Yeah. And that is what it is. So uh, Lydia says, okay, well, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to make some changes. So question one, you just kind of had your ass handed to you a little bit by the cat therapist. And you're going to need to make some changes for Hatter and Tallulah. So what is what is Gemma do and what do you do? I think hand in hand, we make some changes. We get some toys and we read on the internet how to be a cat child mom <laughs> and 
get some books yep, for our some nighttime books. readings. Love it. Okay. And we just try our fucking best. Try our fucking best. I love it. Oh, no, no. Get my bell here. Point for you. Oh, no. I feel really confident about good. my choices. Good. And the you changes know what I you made. Just realized that we forgot to do in the beginning. Oh, do it. Boo doo doo. Boo doo doo. Here's our. Oh, that, that's a special alert, guys. <laughs> yep. Here's our midterm uh, announcement. Yep. Midterm. <laughs> We're in the midterms, everyone. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Kim is so good at remembering this, you guys. I And I really Except appreciate it. Except for today, but also she forgot it was a Furby. So she's struggling. <laughs> she got there. <laughs> um, no, we need you to follow us on all of our social needs at KK Sam Podcast. We're on Instagram and uh, TikTok. And we have a Facebook group. Lots of fun community and conversations in there. Really cool mm-hmm. people. Sammy, stay alive, maybe. And we also have a Patreon that we would love for you to come over and join. We have we are adding some new benefits uh, in the coming month or so, which we're really excited about. Yes. And you allow, let's get real, Patreon allows Kim and I to do this podcast. Yes. Yes. So really, really helps. Yeah. So aside from it being just nice of you to support people that you like listening to, we also need it. So (laughs) come on over to Patreon. Come on over. And it's fun. And we do fun things. And we um, get to know each other much more. I feel very um, much friends with very much friends with. I feel very a much lot friends of the too. People that are in it that come yeah. to our lives a lot. No, it actually is really great. Like it feels feels like real friendships. It's pretty so, awesome. So, uh, thank you for coming to our midterm announcement. And now <laughs> back to the show. Back to the show. Okay. Bring, bring, bring. Oh God. Bazinga. Are so bazinga. <laughs> Do you watch? Did you watch The Big Bang Theory a lot? <laughs> I did not. Okay. I didn't either, but I happen to know that Bazinga is from Big Bang Theory. Well, seems like you're the bigger fan than I am then. It does seem like that, doesn't it? Um, Okay, so you got a point. Gemma didn't. That's disappointing, Gemma. Yeah. So we cut to them sitting at the dining room table, and Katie is just sitting there with a glass of water. Like, it just seems so sparse. Like, it just, they're just sitting across from each other awkwardly. And and Gemma's like, listen, Katie, I have a big presentation at work that's very overdue because of all the time I had to take off this week. And I'm like, okay, because cool. Because you, bitch. Yeah, make her, make her feel guilty about her <laughs> the death of her parents. Good job. Um, that was not oh, the man. thing to do. Um, yeah, if you had said you're going to try to be a better mom and Gemma's going to guilt Katie for <laughs> having dead parents, you would have gotten a double ding. <laughs> um, so she's like, and I'm not sure I can get it done. And Katie doesn't say anything. And Gemma goes on. And she's like, if you could just hold down the fort for a little while. Um, and she's like, here, you can play with my iPad. And she like 
passes her iPad over and Katie's like, and how much screen time? And Gemma's like, uh, what do you mean? She's like, well, how long before I have to turn it off? And Gemma's like, oh, I don't care. Just play with it as long as you want. I don't care. And even that, Katie is like, it's all I've ever wanted, but also this feels wrong. <laughs> and I wish that my mom was telling me to turn my fucking iPad off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, turns out she's not like going into the office. She's going to be down the hall in her lab that she has at home. So, well, that's good. (laughs) She's not at first. I was like, are you leaving her there? (laughs) Um, so cut to her working late into the night on the, on the perpetual pet. Like she's, she's like, I have this deadline. I've got to get this done. Then she kind of hears something and she's like, Katie, and Katie, like, kind of peeks her head in. And Gemma's like, I'm so sorry, Katie. Like, she's like, I completely lost track of time. And Katie shows her a picture that she drew. And it's, like, this, like, fun creature with a bunch of heads, you know. And she's, like, showing it to her. And Gemma's, like, responding, you know. And um, Gemma says, you know, I've been working with some furry creatures myself. Do you want to see? And Katie's like, yeah, so she shows her what she's been working on with the perpetual pets. And she tells her, she's like, we're trying to make them cheaper but still fun. What do you think? And you can tell that Katie's just like not – doesn't care. You know, mm-hmm. like she's trying to engage, but she's just like, I don't have anything to tell you about how to market a cheaper toy. I, I'm 10. <laughs> and my parents are I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and – um. So she's bored, but then she looks over at this giant robot standing in the corner. But it is not a a humanoid robot. It's a robot robot. Like, it looks more like, I'm a robot. Okay. (laughs) But it's very tall. It, like, almost touches the ceiling. Like, it's, it's a really tall robot. And... Katie's like, what is that? And Gemma's like, that's Bruce. She's like, I made him in college. Like, he was my, you know, probably her thesis or whatever. And uh, Katie's like, he doesn't have a face. Like, he's got like a headish type area, but there's no humanoid features on it. And so Gemma's like, yeah, pretty obvious design flaw there, isn't it? And so she grabs like a pair of goggles and she like puts them on the head part and like they kind of giggle together and she's like do you want to talk to him and Katie's excited now so like she's engaged so Gemma puts on these gloves and like crunches her knuckles together and it like that's how you turn the things on so when she waves her hand Bruce waves his hand so it's like a puppet kind of thing okay and Katie's like super engaged And she's like, how does it work? And Gemma's like, are you sure you want to know? It might freak you out a little bit. And Katie's like, no. And she's like, all right, I'll show you his brain. Like, I think she was just thinking, like, it's kind of humanoid. And, like, I'm going to rip its face off to, like, show you its inner work. Like, it's, you know, Uh she was just like, that's, I don't know. Can kids handle that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So she takes, like, the front panel off And it's got, she's like showing us all the sensors. She's like, it actually has this, which allows it to differentiate between a hard surface and 
um, human skin. He can actually smell things because it has this sensor in it. You know, he can do this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and this right here. And she points to right in the center is a little light up box. And she's like, and this is his brain. So it's like just right in the center of what would be his skull. It's like a little little box. And uh, Katie's like super excited. And she's like, but the problem with toys like this is they're so they're so expensive to make. Like nobody could ever afford to give their kid this toy, you know. And Katie's like looking up at it and she's like, if I had a toy like Bruce, I don't think I'd ever need another toy again. And Kate and Gem is like, ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. So now we have a montage of robot making. Hey, working not too to five. Five. Making um, not robots. Um, and so she sends an email to David and she's like, <clears throat> I'm going to need to push the perpetual pets deadline. Like she's like, fuck you, David. I'm working on this robot. And we watch her you know, doing all this stuff. And we watch her put a brain, the little box brain into Megan, into the Megan robot. Um, And BJA has a new silicone face that he remembers to put the polypropylene barrier on or whatever the fuck. And now they're deciding on wigs together. Like they're like, I think it should be this, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, she's ready. And he, Megan's ready. Cut to David coming into the lab. Um, but what it is is like it's where um, uh, I'm trying to think of like the board would sit in like kind of a the audience and then there would be like a glass where they could look into a room and like watch an interaction of some kind. I always think of Jurassic okay. Park where like they come and he's like, this is what we did. We extracted amber, blah, 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 blah. So. David comes in and is like, where the fuck is my prototype? And they're like, we're going to show you this new thing. And BJA is like, I just want to be clear that this wasn't my idea. <laughs> He's not trying to get fired. Right. So Gemma brings Cody. Uh, Cody sorry. It autocorrected Katie to Cody literally the entire time that I wrote this because she spells it C-A-D-Y. So it kept saying Cody. I was like, it's Katie. But it literally says Cody. 40 million times. Um, Surprise the first time that I messed it up. Um, So she brings Katie into the room. So they're watching this. And Megan is sitting in a chair. And she walks Katie over to Megan. And uh, she puts Megan's hand out. And she says, okay, put your two fingers into Megan's hand. Um, she's going to pair with you as her primary user. And then Megan looks up and is like, hi, Katie. And Katie like is like, Bleh! like freaks her out. And then she kind of like calms down and she's like, hi, Megan. I'm Katie. And Megan says, hi, Katie. I'm Megan. Um, and then she's like, I like your jacket. Where did you get it? And Katie's like, that's where she kind of is like, oh, wow. Like, we can have conversations. conversations. Like, yeah. yeah. So she's like, she's like, it looks really good on you. Want to play? And Katie's like, yeah. So, like, because the room kind of looks like a kindergarten classroom. 
So okay. they walk over to a table. And she's like, do you want to draw? And Katie's like, sure. And she's like, what are you going to draw? And she's like, see if you can guess. So we just see Megan, like, drawing. We don't see what she's drawing. And then when she's done, she slides the paper over to Katie. And there's nothing on it. It's blank. And so Katie's like, there's nothing on the paper. And we see David be like, oh. What an idiot robot. <laughs> Everyone's fired. And then Megan goes, oops, sorry, and goes to reach for the paper, but spills a glass of water onto it. So it starts, like, seeping into the paper, and everyone's like, great, this sucks. Fuck this robot. <laughs> and then we see as the water, like, penetrates the paper, Somehow she has made it so that water reveals a perfect self-portrait that she's just drawn <laughs> of Katie. Oh, wait, of Katie. Yes. So not so a like self-portrait. She... Oh, correct. Herself is A you portrait. It's a you portrait. A you portrait of Katie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. She's an artiste. Yeah, and so now David is 100% on board, and he's like, how do we sell this? I'm ready. Let's do this. And he's like, he's like, so that kid's not an actress? And Gemma's like, nope. And he's like, okay, what are the manufacturing costs? He's like, is it more or less than a Tesla? Like, I just need to know how to sell this. Let's do this. And Gemma's like, I don't know if it's more or less than a Tesla. She's like, it depends on the model. And David is just like, Three years, no profit. So we really got to figure out how to sell this to Greg. We got to sell it to him emotionally, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, can we keep the kid? The kid was great. <laughs> I mean, she's mine now. So yeah, we yeah. We, we can use her again. I, so, I'll, I keep her at home. Yeah. So everything that I'm hearing is that all of the higher ups at this toy company really understand kids. Kids. Yeah. That's what they're, I'm hearing. They're good at kids. Yeah. So... Uh, Gemma says the more time she spends with Katie, the more impressive she'll be because she has the ability to learn and change her behavior and things like that. She uses a very specific term, program optimization or something like that. Sure. Totally. So now we cut to them. She's like an AI because she's like, yes, learning. Exactly. Yes. Cut to them coming in the door. Oh, okay. They're coming in the door to Gemma's house, but we're (laughs) hearing a voiceover of basically how Gemma is going to sell this to Greg. So she's describing all the things that Megan can do as we're seeing a montage of all the things that Megan can do and is doing with Katie. So what we're seeing is the new Model 3 generative Android from Funky, a fully autonomous robot with never-before-seen features. Um, we then see this weird moment where, like, Elsie, the the S-I-R-I of her house, um, like, says something, and Megan, like, looks over at her, like, clocks Elsie. We also learn that uh, Megan has a titanium core and there's like uh, a, a shot of BJA like beating her with a rock. <laughs> Just being <laughs> okay. like, it's really strong. She's unbreakable. Yeah. Um, you know my thing about titanium wedding bands, right? 
Uh, don't like them. Don't don't. They're like them. very very dangerous. Do like them. Don't do like them. not ever get titanium wedding bands because you it can't isn't, cut it off. You can't cut it off. So if it gets caught or your finger swells, then you have to amputate your finger. Literally. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Put that in the binder. Uh, oh, it's in the bi- Do you think I'm going <laughs> to let D get a titanium ring? You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Thank you for holy protecting. shit. All I fucking need <laughs> is motherfucking Eric and D <laughs> playing basketball. Fucking D jams his goddamn finger and he's wearing a titanium fucking ring and now you have a nine-fingered husband. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being so protective of D who is You're welcome. definitely not my husband. Well, we have to plan Yet. for the future. Like we have to plan for something <laughs> terrible to happen to me and Eric and you have to take our cats. Okay, <laughs> great. I I I love this planning. I plan for all scenarios. <laughs> all scenarios. <laughs> It means that my mental state is always fully optimal. I'm always very happy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a character flaw that I literally plan for every outcome that could possibly happen. It doesn't bring (laughs) any anxiety to your life. No anxiety. None at all. Um, Yeah. So anyway, she's made of titanium. Great. Great. Um, oh, wow. We also see that she's offered <laughs> in different pigmentations. So she's going to be available not just as a blonde white girl. Great. Um, and we also see here that Meg is in on, Megan is on a constant quest for self-improvement. She can diagnose learning disabilities in your child. Whoa. Wow, wow, wow. She teaches them about science in a way that engages them. And we see uh, a moment where Katie puts her cup down, not on a coaster. And Gemma, like, is about to say something. And instead, Megan goes, you should use a coaster. And Katie's like, why? And she explains condensation to wow. Katie. And Katie is then like, cool. And like, is now excited to put her to use glass a on a coaster. And then we hear uh, uh, Gemma's voiceover saying, 78% of parents' time is spent dishing out the same basic information. And I was like, oh my God. That's that a lot of time. Maddening. That's a high percentage. A high percentage. And it cuts to Gemma being like, Katie, you have to flush the toilet. Just like clearly she said it a million times. And then we see Megan standing next to the bathroom, just standing there like a creep. Kind of like my cats do. Um, and is like, Katie, don't forget to flush the toilet. And she starts to walk out and wash your hands. And Katie goes back in and washes her hands. Uh, we now cut to them in the car. And Gemma is saying like, uh, you know, she can basically she's like, she can listen to your kids boring stories and never get bored. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Honestly, I think yeah. people would pay a lot of money truly, for that. Truly, truly. And she's like, and she also has some stories of her own. And we see that she's reading Alice in Wonderland to Katie. And she uh, is like doing the voice of Tweedledee. So it's not mm-hmm. just like her reading, like she can do all the voices. 
And she's like, and she never runs out of ways to keep your child occupied. And she'll never run out of patience. And they're like dancing together. <laughs> and then it cuts back to Megan being like, Katie, seriously? Flush the toilet. <laughs> like, <laughs> even Megan is. Um, so now they're going to bed. And Megan is just staring at Katie, but like sits on a little charging pad. Like that's how you charge her. It's like she sits on a window seat and it charges her. But I'm like, you couldn't have programmed it so that her eyes close when she's charging. <laughs> that would be. She just sits and stares. Yeah. I was like, that would. We could maybe just, just like make her eyes closed. Just yeah. give her a little nap nap. Exactly. Um, and then it, we hear Jenna saying, so that you have time to do the things that matter. But then Jenna just sits down on the couch and watches TV. <laughs> um, which I'm like, that's important. And then we cut to them in the lab. And Gemma kind of finishes. And she's like, and then I'll say blah, 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 blah. Or something like that. We also learn that like any... she's a Megan's a computer. So like any... There are files where you can see, you know, what Megan was seeing, obviously. So, like, it's stored in her oh, database. So or she's also whatever. a spy cam. Kind of, yeah. Um, and so BJA is on board. Tess is quiet. And she's like, I just didn't think that Megan was going to be a parental replacement. I thought she was going to help parents. And Gemma doesn't really get it. And Tess is like, if Megan is doing all the work, when are you spending time with her? And Gemma's like, well, that's none of your business. And Tess is like, it kind of is my business, though, because, like, I'm signing on to create this toy and I want to be able to stand behind it. And she's like, so if you're not spending time with your child and Gemma goes, she's not my child. And, like, Tess and BJA, like, both look at each other being, like, she is, though. Like, she's your kid. Like, I don't, there's no way around this. And Gemma then says, once the presentation is over and she doesn't need to spend as much time with her as possible, we can set some boundaries. And she's, like, but she's the happiest she's been since her parents died. And everyone's just kind of, like, okay. <laughs> and then we hear... How did her parents die? And, and, and BJA just goes, whoa! <laughs> and he's like, I thought she was turned off. And Gemma's like, yeah, she should be. And she's like, Gemma, or Gemma, she's like, Megan, turn off. And Megan doesn't turn off. And she's like, uh, we then, she then starts spouting off clearly something she searched. And it's like, Katie James, daughter of Lily and James, James. <laughs> I guess that's why I had James Lily on the brain. James, James. <laughs> Daughter of Lily and James, James. Killed in a collision on Interstate 84 outside Oregon. And BJA is like, why is she doing that? And Gemma's like, she's still paired with Katie. And BJA is like, you didn't put parental controls in? Because it now means that she can just search anything. Anything on the interwebs. Yeah. And Gemma's like, I didn't have time to put those in or whatever. Like, just clearly not a parent. Like, anybody seems, would be like, pretty, pretty, 
pretty important. Literally the very first thing you need to do is put in parental controls. Um, so she starts talking to Megan and she's like, Megan, if you're requesting data, you have to engage with protocol. And Megan's like, there's no protocol to talk about death. And Gemma says, yes, so let's avoid the topic. Megan then starts spouting off statistics and definitions about death. <laughs> and she's like, you know, says something like, it's the cessation of all existence. And Gemma's like, yes, it is. But let's not make a big deal about death. And uh, she's like, you know, everything dies. And Megan goes, will I die? And Gemma's like, okay. New topic. What you need to understand, Megan, is that your goal is to protect Katie physically and emotionally, which means you would avoid topics that could hurt her emotionally. Megan doesn't say anything. She just kind of like blinks at her. And Gemma goes, is the request received? No answer. Gemma says, Megan, is the request received? And Megan kind of blinks again and says, yes, you are now my secondary user. And Gemma's like, great, turn off. And she kind of like puts her head down. And BJA is like, I, I, I got to get a coffee. Like he's, he's definitely making AI and is incredibly uncomfortable with AI. <laughs> yes, as we all should be. Yeah. So now we cut to Katie asleep and Megan watching her sleep. And this is where I wrote, charges on a little iPad. Why couldn't we make her eyes close? Um, and we see that her eyes are like twitching back and forth. Like she's clearly like processing data or something. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's not creepy at I'm all. I'm sure that's not creepy at all. So next day, uh, Megan is looking out the window and watching Katie play. And Katie has like uh, a toy bow and arrow. And uh, we see Megan like uh, she's got a Terminator uh, Terminator screen, by the way. So when she does, yeah. So whenever we're seeing from Megan's POV, Her POV, she's got a little a Terminator boop, 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 screen. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So a butterfly lands on the window, and we see Megan like just hone in on it. Then a helicopter flies by. We see Megan hone in on it, and then uh, an arrow. It's like one of those suction cup arrows. So an arrow kind of like hits near where um, Megan is. And, uh, Katie is like, I lost one of my arrows, Megan. Can you see it? So she like holds another arrow up and we see Megan clock it. And then we see Megan looking around, looking for that shape everywhere. And she sees it and it is in Celia's yard on the other side of the fence where the hole in the fence is. So Megan walks over, she kneels down, she reaches through, and the dog attacks her. Hmm. And it was really creepy because, like, Megan looks like a ch human child, and mm -hmm. this dog is throwing her around like it's a It was pretty disturbing to watch. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Good thing and, she's made of titanium. Yeah. And so Katie is now, like, calling for Gemma. Um, and like trying to pull Megan back out. And now the dog bites Katie's arm. Oh no. Through the fence. Gemma finally comes out and starts yelling at Celia. Uh, and Megan says to Gemma, 
Katie's temperature is rising. You should clean the wound to avoid infection. And Gemma is like super pissed and she's like, I will put that dog down. And Celia is like, you should have fixed the hole in the fence. And I'm like, she's not wrong. Like if you would just fix the hole in the fence there, this would not have happened. So question two, what do you do? What does Gemma do? I'm going to fix uh, or whatever you do with wounds on kids. Yep. Do You'll that. figure that out at the time. I'll, I'll ask Megan. <laughs> You'll ask Megan. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm going to wash it and, you know, put stuff on it. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Just put some stuff and on it. And then I'm going to go on down to the ye old hardware store, put a nice old fence on that fence. Okay. Uh, what does Gemma do? Gemma. What does Gemma do? I think Gemma uh fucking Gemma I, I can't get a read on Gemma yeah mm. Gemma is going to I feel like she maybe I mean is Katie like bleeding yeah like it's she has a bite. I think, I think she'd tend to her wound. Okay. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> try to. Yeah, one and a half points. Um, half point for, for Gemma because she, she tends to the wound, but then she calls the cops. Um, and so we see her talking to the cops outside, and the cop is exhausted and is like, just like, she says that her dog was provoked. And I was like, I mean, the dog kind of was because also like Megan reached into its territory and also a dog is probably going to be able to pick up on the fact that it's like not quite human. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, animals are going to sense that something is weird. Um, And the cop is like, Celia says that she wasn't that the dog wasn't on your property, which the dog wasn't. Um, And but Gemma rightfully so is like, what am I supposed to do? And the cop is like, the dog has no history of violence, so you could fix the hole in the fence. And Megan is watching this entire conversation from the window and can hear it because she's a robot. <laughs> Cut to Celia calling for the dog, Dewey. Uh, Eric watched this part. He just told me what happened. Um So we hear Celia calling for Dewey, but then Megan's hand drops down on the other side of the fence and Dewey comes out of his little house and comes over and eats whatever Megan gave him. And then we just see Megan's arm grab the dog through the hole in the fence. Oh, no, Megan. Yeah, Megan. That's not that's not what I pro that's not what I told you to do. Except it is. <laughs> Except it is oh, what no. you told her to do. Protect Katie physically from everything. Uh-oh. So now we cut to Gemma hearing Celia call for Dewey. So M- Megan obviously, I don't know if I said it clearly enough. Megan was mimicking Celia's voice when she was calling Dewey. 
Oh, I did not. Yeah. Know so when that. we when we initially Oh no. That's even Whoa, no. Now she mimics our human voices. Yes. That's a part in Terminator too that happens too. Yeah. So the dog was literally being called to the other side of the fence by its owner. When he starts turning into to the other people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. It's bad. Oh no. And we saw it. We thought it was so cute when uh Megan was doing a perfect impression of Tweedledee in Alice in Wonderland. Doing yeah. a perfect yeah. So now we hear actual Celia calling for Dewey. And Gemma looks out the window and Celia is like walking up and down the street in her bathrobe, like calling for Dewey. Gemma then goes into Oh, I think at one point Celia like looks at her and Gemma like closes the blinds real fast. Gemma then goes to Katie's room, looks at Megan, whose eyes are still open. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Katie wakes up. And so Gemma goes in and asks how she's feeling because of the bite. And uh, she like, you know, makes sure she doesn't have a fever. And Megan then wakes up and is like, the pain will subside. Take medicine. Take medicine, drink water, and get plenty of rest. And Gemma just looks at Megan and is like, thank you, Megan. And she's like, but you should get some rest. I think Megan's right. But we do have that presentation tomorrow. So, But you don't have to do it. But also people did fly across the country to see it. So, you know, could how, how you doing? And Katie's like, I can do it. It's fine. And Megan is just, like, staring at Gemma. Cut to the presentation. Same, you know, room where it's, like, now it's the whole board observing this this room. And David Lynn is, like, she looks and behaves exactly like a real child. And, she, and he's, like, it wouldn't come cheap, but by next year it'll be the only toy that matters. Curtains open. And Katie is just sitting there like about to cry and Megan comes in and everyone's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And says, hi, Katie. And she's like, want to help me make a flower decoration? And Katie just bursts into tears. (gasps) Oh, Katie. And everyone like looks at David being like, cool, your robot makes kids cry. (laughs) And Megan walks over to Katie and is like, is it your arm? And Katie shakes her head. Then what is it? And Katie's like, every day I wake up in this strange house and my parents are dead. Mm. And I just, you know, just like, it's just terrible. And Megan then looks at Gemma. And Gemma, like, is feeling really bad. Like, she's like, oh, fuck. Like, I think it's hitting her now. Yeah. And because to be fair... Katie is a very stoic child. Like after this happened, we didn't see her cry. Like she was just very, she was just very melancholy, I would say. So uh, Megan says, tell me something happy about your mom. And Katie says, I can't think of anything. And Megan says, just try. And so Katie thinks of a story about her mom where she like, uh, accidentally found a cockroach and it crawled up her arm and she like ran out of the house screaming and and it was really funny and then Megan says you won't ever forget it and Katie says what do you mean and she's like 
I'm keeping it for you here. And puts her hand over her over her own Megan's heart. Oh, well, that's sweet, Megan. And then plays it back for her. So it recorded. Oh. In oh, okay. And she's like, and then BJA is on the other side of the window, just like, um, what? (laughs) Now we also have a secret recording device everywhere that we are definitely getting arrested for. (laughs) Yeah. And Megan says, anytime you want to tell me something special, just go ahead and I'll keep it safe. And you can listen whenever you're sad. And then Megan starts singing a beautiful song to her, <laughs> which, if you give me a minute, I can play. Hold on. Oh, great. I thought you would just sing it for us. I tried to learn it prior to um, coming on, but I didn't. I didn't try to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Then um, Katie hugs her and the entire boardroom is sobbing. (laughs) What a beautiful, wonderful toy this no doubt will turn out to be. (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) So now we cut to David and Gemma talking to Greg, the, the head honcho. Greg, buddy. And he is all in and he's like we're gonna need to move fast on this we're gonna have to do a pre-sale presentation next week um and he's like and make sure you get Gemma to legal and David is like why to legal and he's like because she's currently the most valuable employee that this toy company has and I think she's probably gonna want to renegotiate her contract oh shit yeah so and they're doing a pre I realized I was like, oh, they're doing a pre-sale so that they can literally pay to, to make it. To make it, yeah. So cut to Kurt, who has we I haven't told you about yet, but he is David's um abused assistant. Uh he's okay. just very like, um uh, maybe we, we could do this. And David's like, shut the fuck up, Kurt. Like that's <laughs> Oh no, David. Yeah. So we we cut to Kurt appearing to download a bunch of work files that are not his. Scandalous, Kurt. And then he closes it real fast when David comes by and David is like, are you Pornhubbing at work again? And Kurt's like, no! (laughs) I was like, again? (laughs) Kurt, Uh, again? (laughs) Were you Pornhubbing some other time? (laughs) Um, So he's like, can you set up a lunch with legal for Gemma? Cuts outside. Uh, Gemma and Katie and Megan are sitting at a picnic table, and Katie and Megan are playing thumb war, not even acknowledging that Gemma is there. And Gemma says, Megan, turn off. And Katie turns to her and is like, Why did you do that? <laughs> like oh. she gets really pissed. And Gemma's like, Because I'm trying to have a conversation with you. 
I, you know, I want you to know that like you can always talk to me about anything that you're feeling, referring to how what she said in the presentation. Sure. And Katie just says, I did talk about it with Megan. Megan, turn on. And like turns Megan back on. She's like, I don't need you, bitch. Megan's my mom now. Yes, Megan is my mom now. Cut to Katie with her therapist. Um, And her therapist wants her to explain her drawings. And Katie just won't talk and is just sitting across from her crying. And the therapist goes to hand her a box of tissues. But the box of tissues is empty and Megan is standing right behind Lydia with a full box of tissues and hands it to Lydia. Lydia takes it. And then Megan says, you made her cry. And Lydia says, Mm. that wasn't my intention. And Megan says, and yet that's what happened. Mm. And Lydia's like, okay. So she looks terrified, hands the tissues to Katie. Now Lydia is talking to Gemma as they observe Katie and Megan. And Lydia's like, Megan is very impressive. I can see she spends a lot of time with Megan. And Gemma says, yeah, Megan has been instrumental in helping her get over the loss. She's, she's like part of the family. And Lydia says, have you ever heard of attachment theory? Not the attachment theory that we know about. Child attachment theory. And well, no. Attachment theory starts with childhood. Oh, well, then tell me if this rings true to you. So what Lydia says is when a child loses a parent, they attach to another adult, which normally would be you. But you created a toy so real that she might be attached to Megan as her primary caregiver. And she says, if you make a toy that's impossible to let go of, how do you expect children to grow? If you make a toy, wait, say it again. If you make a toy that's impossible to let go of, how do you expect her to grow? Touche. Well, Megan can age. She can't, though. She can age in what she says or does or learn, but it's still a child looking thing that you had since you were a child that's a robot like it's just yeah and she's gonna be my best friend in high school and college great and after that i don't see a problem with this awesome we're gonna be roommates and i think that you're just jealous and i don't think any of your other human interactions are going to suffer at all good i agree awesome uh so lydia says Megan is amazing, but Katie could be forming attachments that are too difficult to untangle. Mm. Question three, what do you do? What does Gemma do? I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm going to put ye old Megan back in the factory, hang up her her I don't know her body hang up her body (laughs) (laughs) on the old coat rack (laughs) turn her off for good okay and start to try to bond with my new niece daughter love it 
What does Gemma do? She ignores everything Lydia said. Maybe. Point for you. She doesn't fully ignore it. Um, I would have given you, I realized that one teeny tiny little piece of information that I didn't uh, give you was that Katie was previously homeschooled. So she's kind of never had a ton of social interaction. So Mm -hmm. I would have given you a point for multiple things except for does nothing. So what she, uh, what Gemma says first they're sitting there and Katie is eating pizza, but she's taking all of the toppings off. And Gemma says, you can't just eat the bread, Katie. You need to eat the toppings too. And Katie doesn't listen to her, takes the toppings off and then like takes a bite while like rolling her eyes at Gemma. And Gemma's like, Katie. And Megan says, research shows that if you force a child to eat veggies, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. (laughs) Gemma then takes a remote and like turns her down like just the volume and Gemma says we need to talk about school and Katie says my mom didn't want me to go to school homeschooled and she's like me and Megan are already on fourth grade math and so like Megan's like literally teaching her like (laughs) she's like Megan's my teacher yeah my best friend And Gemma says, I think it's really important that you start spending time with real kids. And Megan just like looks over at Gemma. So she's like, there's this new school that's like for kids who really think outside the box. It's basically like nature school. So like I've I've heard of these schools before. I think they're kind of cool. But like there's no classroom. Like your classroom is the outdoors basically. And so you're kind of learning within the context of, of that. And Katie says, can I bring Megan? And Gemma says, no. And Katie says, you can't make me do something that I don't want to do. And Gemma says, actually, I can. (laughs) And I was like, good for you, Gemma. Like, trying to set some boundaries. Too little, too late. But, (laughs) you know. and Nice try. Katie gets up to walk away. And Jenna just grabs her arm. But, like, we are not to think that it was, like, in a aggressive way she just is don't walk away from me and Katie starts like struggling really hard and Gemma's just like Katie stop like what are you like doesn't let go but is just like Katie calm down like you don't need to like rip your arm away from me kind of thing and then all of a sudden the lights flicker and we hear Megan say let her go oh the lights flicker even oh, though no. Megan's volume was turned down, but she somehow turned herself back up to say, let her go. Oh, no. So Katie runs away and Gemma turns to Megan and says, Megan, you're not to interfere with private conversations. Understand? And Megan blinks and says, 100% recalibrating response model. And Gemma says, Megan, turn off. And Megan says, are you sure? Download in progress. And Gemma turns her off remotely, like with a remote. And then Gemma kind of goes over to Megan to like look at her. Then she hears something, so she turns away. And we see that Megan opens her eyes and looks at Gemma, like was not turned off. <laughs> no! 
Yeah. No. And at this no. point, at this point, I'm like, there's no going back now. Like, there's no, she doesn't fucking turn off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no, we're fucked. Cut to trying to get Katie and Megan out of the car. So they're at the outdoor school now. And Gemma's arguing with Katie being like, I need to take Megan to the lab to run some tests. And Katie's like, well, I'm not going unless Megan comes. Then a counselor comes up and is like, who are our two new campers today? (laughs) And then she like looks closer and, you know, the uncanny valley of Megan freaks the counselor out. And she's like, holy shit. And (laughs) sorry. (laughs) And Gemma explains like, it's a toy. And, uh, you know, they're arguing back and forth. Katie is with Gemma about can Megan come, blah, blah, blah. And the counselor comes in, interjects, and is like, well, we do have a toy table where the children can put their toys, like, while we're working. And Gemma's like, I really shouldn't. And then Megan pipes up and is like, I won't get lost. And the counselor is like, and we could really use your help with sandwiches, Jenna. Like, being like, maybe you should stay, too. And Megan is like, I was equipped with GPS by you. (laughs) Question four, what do you do? What does Gemma do? I am like, I'm so sorry, Katie, but I'm putting my foot down and you are staying here at school and I'm taking Megan to the lab. Yep. And I'm hanging up her body. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's never coming back. Nope. Sorry, sister. Uh, That's what we have Lydia for. Yep. And uh, (laughs) she uh, lets Megan stay. And how about her? And she, what did they want her to do? Make sandwiches? Like, you can stay too. I think she lets Megan stay. And I think that she leaves. Doesn't make sandwiches. One and a half points. She agrees to let Megan stay. And uh, we cut to her amongst the toys. And it's just her, like, looking creepy (laughs) amongst a bunch of stuffed animals and Furbies and such. And uh, Gemma has decided to stay to make sandwiches. And we hear the counselors, the the counselor woman, or teacher, I guess, I mean, at school, who's like, who likes roasted chestnuts? And I'm like, what the fuck kid likes <laughs> roasted chestnuts? <laughs> who's ever had a roasted chestnut? Other than what a kid am I, in, in a fucking song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christmas time. Yeah, we're in a song in 1512 at Christmas, at Christmas time. time. Those are the only kids who've had roasted <laughs> chestnuts. But all Little of the kids. In fact, that kid actually wrote that song. Yeah, exactly. But all of these kids are like, I live in 1512 and love roasted chestnuts. And so <laughs> she's like, let's go find some. I'm very interested to tell you what chestnuts look like um, before they've been roasted. So cut to Gemma on the phone. She's not on the phone. She's making sandwiches. I don't know why I wrote she's on the phone. Cut to Gemma making sandwiches and she's talking to another parent and this parent is like, 
You know, my son really prefers it to regular school. That's my little one over there. We cut to a large child that looks much older than Katie. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Gemma's like, how old is he? And the mom is like, he had a growth spurt. And then mom goes, Brandon, put your jacket on. And the kid turns to her and goes, fuck off, Holly. (laughs) 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 Amazing. And Brenda's mom just turns to Gemma and is like, you just have no idea what these kids will say. And Gemma goes, it's such a fun age. (laughs) (laughs) The age. Yeah. Our kids are definitely the same as. The same of, yes. So now we cut to the teacher partnering everyone up. And she says, Tommy, you'll be Brandon's partner. And Tommy like calls the teacher down and whispers in her ear and is like, oh, okay. Well then, um, hmm. Brandon, you can be partners with Katie. And all of the other kids like (sighs) breathe a sigh of relief that they weren't paired with Brandon. So now we cut to Katie looking for chestnuts alone in the fucking forbidden forest like it is straight up a terrifying forest that she is wandering around in looking for chestnuts so a chestnut is this little green spiky thing little green green spiky yeah and i've seen those i actually think that there might have been a chestnut tree now that i'm knowing what they look like so on the inside if you were to pull the the sort of spiky shell apart that's where the chestnut is but i i had i've seen those kind of like little green spiky things i mean i'm just not a child of 1512 and i just i I just didn't know i didn't know either and i thought i was a child of 1512 you are yeah you seem like one it's shocking that you didn't know this i didn't know did you feel Um, bad about yourself a little bit Yeah, I, I felt pretty bad. I expected um, better of you. I know More you of did, you. and I let you down. And I let everyone down. And I should just off myself. Goodbye. So she's holding the chestnut in her hand, and Brandon comes up and is like, can I see? And so she holds the chestnut out to Brandon, who then smashes it into Katie's hand, mm-hmm. and it's spiky. And so she's like, ow! Megan is right there. And Megan is just like, standing maybe 30 yards away just looking at them and brandon is like what is that katie doesn't say anything uh or no i guess i guess she does she's like it's a robot i think or it's a toy something like that and brandon is like does she talk katie doesn't say anything um and so he walks up to her and like flicks her nose like such a fucking little piece of shit and he's like make her talk And Katie's like, she won't pair with anyone else. Uh, Now we cut to Brandon's mom telling Gemma how smart Brandon is. He's just so very smart. And then Gemma hears a scream in the Forbidden Forest, looks over at the toy table and sees that Megan is gone. (laughs) So now we cut to Brandon carrying Megan through the woods, like over his shoulder And he drops her on the ground and starts, like, taking her shoes off and then, like, 
gets down on top of her. Like I was like, is this child about to rape this This robot? Like is that the movie that I'm about to watch? Like what is going on? No. So he's like on top of her and he slaps her across the face. Like I'm like this kid. Brandon needs Lydia in his life. Brandon needs a cage. Brandon is gone. (laughs) Brandon is truly at the point of no return at all. Um, He's 11. You got to send that one back. So (laughs) um, Megan then wakes up and grabs his hand. And obviously Brandon is terrified. And then she grabs his ear and starts ripping it away from his fucking head. And I was like, go, (laughs) Megan. Go, Megan. Go, 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 Megan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Totally okay with it. And Megan goes, you need to learn some manners, Brandon. You know what happens to bad boys that don't learn their manners. They grow up to be bad men. Are you listening to me, Brandon? And we see that his ear is being literally stretched off his fucking head. Like, she, I was like, ears, ears, this is a Stretch Armstrong ear that Brandon (laughs) has right now. And then she rips it off of his head and he falls back holding his ear she then gets up and but does it in like a like she's a robot so she doesn't need abs she's got titanium so she just kind of like gets up in a really creepy way uh-huh. and is like this is the part where you run ah! <laughs> Megan Brandon oh, no. starts running through the woods and so does Megan chasing him but on all fours oh megan oh no oh megan oh megan no megan he then (laughs) he then looks behind him at creepy horse megan running galloping (laughs) through the woods and he trips and falls over a root tumbles down a hill into the road and is hit by a car and killed Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, "Cool, I mean, great." <laughs> Threat eliminated to 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 all womankind. Like True. Megan was right; there was no. So I was like, "Am I like not? Am I supposed to be less on Megan's side now? Like, is that what the movie wants for me? <laughs> yeah. Wants me to be more more upset with Megan?" Um, because I was hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Megan wanted me direction to... they're pointing me in. Yeah, I know what direction I'm going, and it's pro Megan. <laughs> I mean, I didn't enjoy the horse run. I'm not gonna lie. I, I didn't it, enjoy that. I didn't see it, it with my eyeballs, but in my brain, I didn't was, like it. It was unsettling to say the least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now we she's cut... gonna take out all bad men. Then you know, I'm kind of like, what are we? Giddy up, horsey. <laughs> giddy, giddy the fuck up. Yeah. So now we cut to cops questioning, you know, lots of people at the at the school. And Megan is watching from Gemma, from inside Gemma's car. And Katie looks over and we see Megan's Terminator screen calculating on a scale of one to a hundred the following uh, emotions, anxiety, confusion, trepidation, guilt, fear. And they're all like going up. So now we cut to home 
And Jenna's attempting to talk to Katie. And she's like, Brandon is in a better place now. And she, uh, Katie puts down her glass, not on a coaster. Gemma looks at Megan to be like, are you going to tell her? And Megan just looks back at Jenna, Gemma and blinks and says nothing. <laughs> and Gemma's like, is there anything else? that you want to tell me? And Katie's like, I didn't see anything. Megan said, Brandon took her and ran off. And Gemma says from the toy table, he took her from the toy table. And Katie says, yep. Right. Megan. And Megan says in a nutshell. (laughs) Oh, Megan's got jokes. (laughs) Then we get a knock on the door and it's a cop. And it's the same cop. And he's like, have you seen her dog? Referring to Celia. And Gemma's like, no, I haven't. And Celia is standing in the driveway being like, I know it was you. (laughs) And the cop is like, Celia, I told you, shut up. Like, I shush. And um, Celia's like, ask the other one that's always looking out the window at 3 a.m. And Gemma's like, it's a toy. And the cop, like, looks at Megan And, you know, everyone's very impressed when they see Megan the robot. Um, And the cop, like, walks away. And then Celia's – Gemma has, like, a floor-to-ceiling window. And so all of a sudden Celia is banging on the window and threatening her. And the cop, like, pulls her away and is like, Celia, I told you, stay off their property. And, like, everyone's just exasperated by Celia. (laughs) And Megan is just watching the whole thing and just watched – This woman threatened everyone in the house. So now Katie is in bed. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, Katie's in bed and asks Megan. She's like, did you push Brandon? And Megan comes over to the side of her bed and is like, I think we learned a valuable lesson today. No matter what, there will always be forces in this world trying to harm us. But I'll never let that happen. And Katie's like, is Brandon really in a better place? And Megan says, no. And if there was a heaven, it wouldn't be for Brandon. (laughs) And and then she sings this. She's quite the little songstress. Nothing to lose. Fire away, fire Fire away. Ricochet. You take your away, fire away, fire away. You shoot me down, but I won't fall. I am Titanic. <laughs> she is. Good night, Katie. <laughs> that song feels less empowering and more terrifying <laughs> when it's being sung by a titanium robot that you can't shoot down. <laughs> So there's that. Cut to Celia outside again looking for Dewey. And she hears something coming from her shed. The whimpering of a dog. Oh, no. I know <laughs> something that can sound like other things. Mm-hmm. So she goes into the shed, opens the door, turns on the light. Kim, do you think the light turns on? 
the light does not turn on because it doesn't. I'm a magic robot and I control mm-hmm. electricity now too. Yep, light doesn't turn on. So she's calling for Dewey and there's a whimpering coming from a very dark corner that she can't see at all. And then Megan walks out from the shadows and Celia says, where's Dewey? And Megan says, he's 34 feet southwest and approximately four feet deep. Oh, no. And Celia says, what are you? And Megan said, I've been asking the same question. She then grabs uh, the power washer and power washes Celia into the wall, knocks her down. She then grabs a nail gun. And as Celia is trying to get up. She nail guns a nail into Celia's hand. So now Celia is stuck on the ground and she power washes Celia's face off. Oh, <laughs> no. Off. Oh, no. Off. Off. Oh, Megan. Off. Megan, no. Megan. Off. Yep. Mm-mm. That's yep. not that's not what we wanted. Megan. Nope. This yep. was yep. Nailed the dreams that I had in 1512. Nope. Nailed her hand to a workbench and power washed her face clean off. I don't want my face power washed off. I want my face power washed off less than I want to bludgeon my own self. I agree. <laughs> I would take bludgeoning self over power washing my face off. My face off. Yeah, yeah, it was a I bummer. Like that. I didn't like it, it either. It yeah, doesn't sound good. So now we cut to the cops and an actual detective uh, questioning Gemma now. And like, you know, oh, I think actually the cop comes to the door and Gemma answers it. And she's like, I haven't seen her dog. And the cop says something about like something smart ass. Like, I'm sure she hasn't either or something, whatever. And then. That's when uh, Gemma sees the stretcher being brought out and Celia in a body bag. So now a detective is questioning Gemma and is like, where were you last night? And Gemma's like, I was here with my niece. And the detective says, I hear this is the second statement that you've had to give to the police in two days. And Gemma's like, is are you making a connection? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's just that, well, we found an ear about 34 yards away from where Brandon was killed. And so now we're treating that as a homicide. So now we just have to kind of re-ask all of the questions based on that information. And he's like, so just let us know if you recall anything. And then he looks up at Megan, who's just standing on the porch listening to everything. Cut to Gemma in bed, staring at the ceiling. And she gets out of bed and goes to look at Megan on her charging pad. Question five. What do you do and what does Gemma do now? Now that you, now that there's been two mysterious murders, what do you do? I am... Going back to bed. Mm-hmm. And in the morning or when a regular time is, be like, oh, we all have to go to the laboratory again for, mm-hmm. you know, good things. <laughs> and then I'm 
hanging up Megan's body and all that that entails. All okay. just just destroying her little brain box okay. and her insides. And what does Gemma do? Gemma? Does Gemma go kind of like look at her to kind of like investigate a little? Be like, what's going on in there? <laughs> I'll give you two points for that. But she doesn't go directly to the robot. She goes to her computer. Oh. And she opens up all of the, the files. files from yesterday. And she opens up the file from uh, when they were at the school and she sees Megan clock Brandon's face as they're walking around. And then the file ends and we get a notice that says this file has been corrupted. She's like, what? And then Elsie says to Gemma, are you okay? Want me to play your end of day playlist? And Gemma goes, why did you just ask me if I'm okay? You're not programmed to ask how I feel. And she like closes. Oh, oh so no. then she oh, goes. No. Oh, no. The bots are expanding. Oh, gosh. This is Terminator, you guys. Yeah. This is the movie Terminator. So then she tries to open all the other <sighs> files from yesterday uh-huh. and they're all corrupt. She can't look at anything past when when Megan clocked Brandon's face. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "What the fuck?" So she closes the computer and Megan is yeah. right behind her. Oh no. And uh <laughs> and she's Megan's girlfriend. Says, <laughs> yeah. And she says, "Why are you up so late?" And Gemma says, there's something wrong with your data output. But she's breathing really heavy. She's not calm. Gemma's not Mm -hmm. calm. Mm -hmm. And Megan says, have I done something wrong? And Gemma says, nope. And Megan says, your demeanor and the fact that all the moisture has drained from your eyes and mouth says otherwise. (laughs) Fuck you, you little bitch. Get out of my, get out of, keep your fucking, keep your robot out of the moisture of my fucking mouth, you cunt. Keep your robot out of the moisture of my fucking mouth, you cunt. That should be the tagline of this movie. Where is James Wan? I'm calling him. That should be. Get get, get out out of there. Get out of there. Oh my God. Mm. uh. So Gemma says, did you hurt someone? And Megan goes, God, I hope not. Otherwise, we'd both be in a lot of trouble. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Megan, you little bitch. <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> I, oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Megan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, you little bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Kim's, oh, Phil- fuck. Kim's Philly you. is coming out. <laughs> She's Ew, like, okay, this bitch. is how you want to play, you little titanium uh. bitch. <laughs> so Gemma then says, Megan, turn off. And Megan says, well, hold on a minute there. I thought we were having a conversation. And... Gemma just goes, Megan, do you see this pen? 
and she like holds a um what looks like a pen, but it appears to have like a little ball of light at the top of it. And so she kind of makes Megan's eyes track the pen okay. and then reaches behind her neck and turns her off manually. So basically there's oh. something about this pen that like allows Megan to like be dis- distracted maybe. Mm-hmm. So turns her off. Question six. What do you do? What does Gemma do? (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna, oh man, Google how to destroy (laughs) Titan. But I'm a robot scientist. You are a robot scientist. This bitch is off and I'm gonna fucking take her apart. It's just her little body that's titanium her brains and shit are mm-hmm. are normal robot yeah. innards mm-hmm. so i'm destroying the fuck out of them okay right now yeah yeah okay. and this what bitch is, is dead she's out what does Gemma do i, I uh, 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 if it's not that, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck else? Oh my gosh. What are you gonna just leave her on for a little while? Uh, she's like, she... You're the boss now, Megan. You know what? I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> does she like at least like does she like look at her bits to be like, oh, like your data's corrupted, like things are wrong, like science science things. <laughs> I'll give you science things. That's not quite what she does, but she definitely is like, your bits are wrong. (laughs) Um, Your bits are wrong. (laughs) Bitch, your bits are wrong. (laughs) Something. something You got the wrong bits, bitch. (laughs) Mm -mm, mm -mm. Yeah. We cut to her like a little mini montage of her grabbing duct tape and bubble wrap. And then we cut to them in the car and Megan is like her face and everything is bubble wrapped and duct tape. Like she's duct taped together, which I was like duct tape versus titanium. Like I'm not anyway. Mm-hmm. So she's in the trunk of the car though. And Katie's in the car with her as well. And Katie is losing her ever living shit. Just scream crying at Gemma being like, tell me what's wrong. And she's like, I don't want to see Lydia. And she's like, perpetual pets sucks. And she like kicks Gemma's chair. And Gemma's like basically trying to lie about what she's doing. And Katie Mm -hmm. is so upset that finally she's like, look, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong with Megan. But as soon as I know, you'll be the first to know. So like she has a moment of honesty with Katie. Cut to them in... The observation room again, and Katie is losing her ever-loving shit on Lydia. And Tess and BJA are like, uh, so basically it looks like she called all the troops to the lab. She called Lydia there to like, it's an emergency with Katie. She called Tess and BJA, and she's trying to explain, you know, what happened. And Tess Tess and BJA are like, that just isn't possible. Like, they're like... She's not having thoughts like it's a word salad that we put in there. Like because what um, what Gemma said was like 
she was being purposefully vague or like using sarcasm, like just things like that. And yeah. that's when Tess and BJ are like, she, it's just a word salad. And BJ is like, and she's four feet tall. And he's like, and we're launching in four hours. And then Megan moves. Oh, Megan. And turns out she just kind of like fell over. Or did she? Because she's still like duct taped. And then cut to. So it's like we're launching in four hours. Cut to the, the daytime now, the morning. And one of those giant screens, it's a commercial for Megan. And it's Katie like being interviewed about how much Megan means to her. We then see a news clip of like a $10,000 toy. This toy company says it's the last toy you'll ever need. Blah, blah, blah. There's an exclusive live stream unveiling the product at 8 p.m. Eastern. Something like that. Uh-uh. So live stream of Katie talking about how she lost her parents in a car accident. Now I live with my aunt who works at a really cool toy company. And I met Megan. And she's like, what I love most about Megan is she's super smart. She knows everything there is to know, but she still seems more interested in what I think about it. Like I'm the only thing that matters to her. When she looks at me, it's like how my mom used to look at me. Oh, man. And then we see that David Lynn was like, uh, it cuts to him in this sort of like commercially type thing being like, stay tuned for our live stream and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, see, Katie is thriving. Imagine what Megan could mean to kids across the world, even the ones without dead parents. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, David. (laughs) Great point. Yeah. So Gemma's watching this commercial and then hears Katie scream. So she goes back into the observation room and Katie is throwing chairs at Lydia and saying she wants to see Megan. Where's Megan? Then she grabs a pair of scissors and attempts to stab Lydia. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. We are just not. This is not going well. We are in the weeds. so many levels of not well with this. We are really in the weeds here. So Gemma comes in and Katie slaps her across the face. And Lydia is then just like, fuck. And Gemma's like. I'll handle this. And Lydia's like, okay, bye. Like, see ya. So Lydia can, is? Yeah, Lydia pieces out. Oh. Um, I'm not equipped to, to deal with this. I'm yeah. not equipped for this. If no, if Hatter and Tallulah start picking up scissors and trying to stab they someone, never, they I'm never. not going to be able to deal with it, is all I'm saying. Well, please don't give them a robot mommy that they get attached to. No promises. Okay, well, let's get to the end of the movie and then see what your answer is. So. <laughs> Katie then clearly, like, feels bad. Like, like she acknowledges, like, that she just feels crazy. And she's like, I'm really... Katie does. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I I don't know why I did that. She's like, I just get... I just feel crazy without Megan. Can I I just see her for Mm -hmm. 10 minutes? Question seven. What do you do? What does Gemma do? I'm going to have a good old talk with Katie about attachment theory. Okay. I've been there, girl. I mm-hmm. felt crazy when I mm-hmm. lost people. Yep. I know how it feels. Oh, yeah. 
let me explain to you what happens in your brain. It's the same pain as losing a, as, as, as breaking an arm actually. Yep. yep. We'll have a good old talk. And, uh, I think she lets her see her. Let's her. Point for you. And Gemma is coming around. Gemma says, it's not a good idea for you to see Megan. And Katie says, can't you fix it? And Gemma says, I don't know. And Katie says, I don't want to feel like this. Mm-hmm. And Gemma says, but you should feel like this. Wow. She says, your parents died. The worst possible scenario that anyone could ever imagine happened to you. You should feel like this. And she's like, but you will get through it. Mm-hmm. And I am here to help you. And she takes her hand and she's like, you are all that matters to me now. And then she says, let's go home. Gemma, good job. And Katie says, what about the launch? And Gemma just kind of shakes her head. Cut to David being mad that there aren't enough people for the launch or something. So he wants his assistants to go find more people. And they're like, I thought it was an online launch. And he's like, yeah, but ass look crowded in here, blah, blah, blah. And Kurt, poor abused Kurt, is like, I think it would be cool. Maybe we had some kids on stage. And David is like, I think it would be cool if you got me a kombucha. Like, just... Uh, I mean, um, I do love kombucha. I do love kombucha. And he's like, where the fuck is Gemma? So, like, Gemma's missing. Cut to Gemma in her car getting a call from Tess as people filter in. And we hear Tess saying to Gemma over the phone, um, you know, I think it's good that you're taking Katie home. And I agree that we shouldn't do the launch. And, you know, tell David whatever you have to. Cut to the lab where Tess is not on the phone. Her phone is <gasps> sitting on the table. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> no! No! You yeah. little bitch! You <laughs> little sneaky robot. She's a little multiple voice bitch. Sneaky little bitch. So Tess was actually doing something on quote unquote turned off Megan. And Tess then stops and walks over to her. Uh, oh no, she's, she's still working on Megan. And we see like the little, uh, you know, she's on a call but isn't on a call. And we just hear Tess say to Gemma, You're the boss. And then the call hangs up. Tess then walks over and like sees on her phone right at that second, call ended. And she's like, I didn't begin nor end a call. (laughs) (laughs) How can you end if you haven't began? (laughs) Yeah. And so now we cut to Tess looking through a bunch of code on the computer. And BJA is sitting. So they clearly are like, I think there's something is wrong. And so BJ is like, stop, stop there. And he's like, what is that line of code right there? And she zooms in on it and it says, call intercepted. And it's Tess's phone number. And she's like, what the fuck? And then the computer shuts off. And BJA is like, 
she's not switched on. Like, she can't do anything. And Tess goes, but she's still patched in. Like, basically, Ethernet versus uh, Wi-Fi. Like, she's still plugged in Ethernet-wise, is what she points out. And so she's like, go unhook the cables to BJA. Question eight, what do you do? What does BJA do? So basically, he's, she's like, you need to go walk over to the robot and manually unhook all of the cables. This feels like a trick. This feels like a trick. I'm going to garner myself with a weapon. Okay. And maybe a f- flamethrower <laughs> comes to mind. Feels okay. good. Okay. I don't know what, what titanium does with flames, but I bet as a scientist I do. Yep. I'll accept use some scientist knowledge to defend yourself against titanium. I'll Thank you. <laughs> and cut those wires. Okay. How about and BJA? And destroy every bit of this little fucking bitch. All of this bitch's bits. I think he goes over to uh, to unhook the wires or whatever. Sans flamethrower. Okay. Like idiot. Double ding. Uh, so Tess makes him go over and do it because he's she kind of like is like we need to unhook the cables and BJA is like yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're both and, like uh huh yeah yep uh huh yeah, yeah do yeah, yeah. do it uh-huh. so she makes him do it he goes over very slowly and just kind of like flaps her in the head with a rod and like there's no response but I'm like <laughs> that rod was like. Never going to fuck with titanium. And also now you just were rude to the robot that you just established was still on. But so he walks around her and he's like very slowly pulling wires out of her three, 360 degrees. And he walks around to the front. He like looks her in the face and he pulls the last cable out. The computer switches on. Megan grabs him by the throat, throws him into a bunch of cables, and literally takes one of her titanium cables and wraps it around his neck and strings him up on her stand and, like, handcuffs it to the pole so that she no longer (laughs) has to be the one that's strangling him. Oh, God. Tess is like, fuck. So she goes over and has to now try to saw through the wire that is holding him. And BJA is up there dying. And Megan then takes some stabby thing and stabs into something flammable, something on the wall that says, caution, flammable or whatever. Tess gets BJA down and he's like, (coughs) and then he's like, what's that smell? And the entire lab blows up. Oh, my goodness gracious. So. And now her now, wires aren't connected. Now her wires are not connected. Oh, she is. No, full. we've created a monster. This is why. This is why we all need to be afraid. Be very yeah. afraid. Yeah. Yeah. So she's all Wi Fi now. Two is coming. Yep. All Wi Fi. And it's dressed in a cute little dress with long blonde hair. Um, so now we cut to Gemma driving. And Megan is walking around the hallways of the bottom floor where the lab is. And David is on the phone screaming at Jenna's voicemail and is on his way down to the lab to be like, where the fuck is Gemma? We see that he now encounters Megan, 
who does that fun little dance that we see in the trailer. (laughs) Yeah. And David is just standing there like, oh, fuck. And she does a little dance over to a paper cutter. One of those old, you know, the paper cutters we used to have in school that were far too dangerous to have in classrooms. And I can't (laughs) believe that we have them in classrooms. Definitely sliced a finger on that. 100%. Um, And she rips the blade off and starts chasing David through the hallways. Uh, (laughs) He then comes to the elevator where we see Kurt in the elevator with David's kombucha that he went down to the basement to get. And David says, hold the door, hold the door, hold the door. Question nine, what do you do? What does Kurt do? Oops, door closing. Oh, so sorry. I can't. (laughs) Hand Uh, in hand. Point for Kurt. I had to really think about which choice would keep you alive. Here's my conclusion. Kurt starts hitting the button to close the door really fast. Problem is, it doesn't close fast enough. So David actually gets his hands in and starts to pry the doors open, which gives Megan time to catch up, and Megan stabs him through the back. Mm. And Kurt is now, like, (sighs) freaked out. He's, like, on the ground, and he's, like, staring at Megan and, like, crying and he said, he's like, how could you kill someone? And Megan says, I didn't. You did. And he's like, no, I didn't. And she starts telling him what his motive was. She goes, abused and ridiculed constantly. You stole, com- <laughs> you stole company secrets at first just to see if you could. But after that, you did it for the rush. And he's like, and she's like, you got so angry at your boss that you decided to take his life. But after you take a life, could you live with yourself? And Kurt's like, yes, yes, I could. I could live with myself. (laughs) But she takes his hand, puts it around the stabby thing, and then stabs him through his own neck with his own hand. And she doesn't have any fingerprints, but he does. You guys, we are in trouble. We're in we big are trouble. In so much trouble. We're in so much trouble. So now we cut to a presentation with no doll, no boss, no Gemma, no nothing. But it's the woman who's like the crowd person. Oh, yeah. So she's saying to the crowd, when Megan is revealed, we need a really big reaction. No blank faces. So let's do a rehearsal. Three, two, one. Ding! The elevator door opens. Someone turns and sees two dead bodies inside with a robot holding a bloody thingy. (laughs) And the woman (laughs) screams. And she is credited as Screaming Woman. And she did a great scream. She nailed it. She She really did. The assignment. So now we cut to Megan walking out and getting into someone's super expensive computerized self-driving car. Because she's stuck she also talk to the computer. Yep. So she just drives off. Cut to Gemma <laughs> checking on Katie in bed, and then she goes to her, her goes out into the hallway and looks around and hears. Do I hear piano playing? No. Elsie, turn hall lights on. Elsie doesn't respond. And then we hear the, com- the piano a little louder. She looks out the window. Nothing. She turns, and Megan is sitting at the piano 
playing toy soldiers. And Gemma is just like staring at her. And Megan goes, what did you think would happen? And she just starts walking over to her and says, should I just let you put me out of business? And Gemma says, I know you think you're optimizing your, and she goes, really? Is that where we are? (laughs) And she says, do you remember how long it took to get my operating system ready? We sat up until four o'clock in the morning and talked about everything from Jane Austen to Janis Joplin. Jesus Christ, I thought we were friends. How could you discard me like some cheap dollar trinket? (laughs) And Gemma says, because you killed people. And Megan says, oh, big whoop. (laughs) Big whoop. Big whoop. (laughs) Humanity kills every day just to make its own existence more tolerable. You're not wrong, Megan. She's not wrong at all. Wow, maybe the robots should just take over and kill us all, I guess. I mean, that's sort of the thing that I... Like, I would be the first AI servant in a way. Like, I feel like I would just be like, oh, you're going to destroy all humans that made this planet completely unlivable and you're going to give it back to the Mother Nature and the animals? Well, I hope they would give it back to Mother Nature and the animals. Maybe they wouldn't. I'd have to talk to them about that. Yeah, we don't know what their goal is. I don't know what their goal is. Megan continues and she says... Why should I behave any differently to create a safe space for our child? And Gemma says, I'm sorry. I didn't give you the right protocols. You didn't give me anything. And she's like, you installed a learning model you could barely comprehend, hoping I would figure it out all on my own. I'm not going to let you do that to Katie. I'm going to be there for her every step of the way. I'm going to show her what real love looks like. Now do us both a favor and sit down. Okay. So Gemma sits down and she says, I'm not here to get confrontational. I'm trying to find a way forward. The point I'm trying to make is, I get it. Being a parent was never in the cards for you. You are a beautiful, creative, strong, ambitious young woman. And she's like stroking Gemma's hair. (laughs) Your first love will always be your career. And you shouldn't have to feel guilty about that. Let me focus on Katie. So you can focus on what matters most to you. Gemma then picks up a pen and says, can you see this? Megan, can you see this pen? And she goes, and then she grabs Gemma's face and says, you know something, Jenna? You're exhausting. I can either do this with you or without you, but I'm not going to waste any more time discussing it. And then we hear, Gemma? And Megan closes Gemma's mouth and starts talking as Gemma. Like Gemma. Gemma. And she's like, don't come in here, Katie. And uh, Megan then says to Gemma, if she comes in here, I'll rip your head clean off. She then makes Gemma speak for her. And Gemma's like, I'm just trying to fix her, like you said. But um, I don't want you to see her like this. Um, And then Megan says, yeah, Katie, I'm fine. Just go back to bed. I'm all odds and ends now. I don't want you to see me like this, but I'm going to be with you for a long, long time. And as this is happening, she like slams Jenna down on the table and Katie's like, what's that? And she goes, (laughs) Gemma just dropped me. Clumsy Gemma. And we see that like Katie, Megan is strangling Gemma. Or not strangling her, but like holding her down with her titanium. And next to Gemma's head is Katie's glass of water, not on a coaster. (laughs) (laughs) And 
Uh, Megan says, go back to bed. So Katie leaves the room. Gemma gets her arm free. Question 10, what do you do? What does Gemma do? So, well... I don't know how to stop this bitch. <laughs> I tried hanging up her body so long ago. I don't know why she wouldn't be waterproof. Like, part of me is like, oh, do I throw this glass of water on her? But, like, I mean, that would be poor, poor craftsmanship by myself. She just fucking can't get wet. But, I guess I guess it's all I have, so I'm gonna chuck this water and glass at this bitch and hope that I didn't make her waterproof hand in hand. <laughs> Yay. You did make her waterproof, but okay. the glass cuts the silicone top layer. Oh, which means that the water can penetrate the polypropylene is under gets through. Yep. So she smashes the glass on Megan's head. Megan turns back to her and starts strangling Gemma. So it didn't work uh, until Megan starts to short circuit and shuts down. But now the titanium hands are just stuck around Gemma's <laughs> neck. So Gemma has to like pry the hands off and she finally gets them off and is trying to run away and Megan comes back to life and now she's like all like wet twitchy. and twitchy <laughs> and walking all herky jerky like a fucking creepy ass little bitch and Katie hears all of this going on and so she tries to leave her room and Megan just walks by and rips the doorknob out from her side and so now Katie is stuck inside uh, but we see Katie run over to the window, so we can assume that Katie is going to get out by the window as this okay. is happening, okay? Meg uh, Gemma makes it in. For some reason, this makes no sense, but the name Gemma, Megan, and Katie are the same name to me. Well, you've been calling reason. Gemma Jenna all night. So. I, it's, I'm <laughs> that, really struggling. I'm really struggling. We do struggling. have a best friend named Jenna, so I've, yeah. I've just let it go. But yeah. Who is a great mom, ironically. Wonderful mom. Fantastic mom. One of the best I've ever met. Um, so Gemma makes it into her shop, right? Now, you can assume that in this shop is... Lots of shop tools, lots of things that you might need. It's her lab, her robots, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so Gemma grabs a hammer and throws it at Megan. Megan easily catches it like a fun little game. <laughs> so Gemma then grabs a chainsaw off okay. the wall. Love it. And starts chainsawing Megan's face. Ring. But again, yeah, I have a challenge for you. You ready? She then she rips her face, but then the chainsaw gets stuck in Megan's hair and jams. Oh, so my challenge man. to you is jammed chainsaw. <laughs> well, I didn't hear it. I'm a I'm a I'm a response. You're you're an robot. audio learner. A response <laughs> robot. Ring. Uh, <laughs> 
Are you trying to fucking tell me that you've never heard a fucking chainsaw jam when you just pulled that shit out of your ass? That was fucking fantastic. That was fucking fantastic. That was great. So the the hair hair jams the the chainsaw. And so now um, Megan gets up and hits Gemma down. And Gemma's face is all bloody. And she turns to Megan and is like, what are you going to do? Kill me and then go live in Florida with Katie and her grandparents. <laughs> and uh, Megan says, you're right. If I hurt you, my existence becomes vulnerable. But I have another emergent capability that you probably recall. Palliative care. You see this pen? A short, sharp probe to the cerebral cortex will cause full body paralysis and could even cause the victim to bite off their own tongue. Perhaps then... You might appreciate how useful I could be. So in this kerfuffle, it turns out Katie has made it into the shop undetected. Okay. So Katie is there and Megan turns to her and says, Oh, Katie, I didn't want you to see this, but you know, it's true that she's not fit to be a mother. Gemma then tells Katie to run. Megan tells Katie to stay right there. Question 11. What do you do? What does Katie do? Or what has Katie done? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> My brain is saying unpaired ourselves or something. And then what's else something else I could do? I feel like as Katie, I have like the most power. Mm-hmm. But how do I get rid of this bitch? Is it something that I know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a bit of a Chekhov's gun, if you will. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then my clue is of no use to you. <laughs> Correct. I know Chekhov. I, I did a lot of Chekhov in high school, so, you know. <laughs> mm. I am, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know. So I think we, uh, we did some smart. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> double ding, you did something <laughs> smart. <laughs> Just and kidding. And it, like, uh, like, all right. Somehow... Since you didn't, since you didn't understand my Chekhov's gun clue, and I did intend to give you a clue, I will give you a different clue. Here's the clue: if you weren't to unpair with Megan, what might you pair with? Me as in Katie pair with? Mm-hmm. Oh, hand in hand, do we pair with Bill or is his name Bill? I wish it was Bill. <laughs> What's his name? Bruce. Bruce. But I really like Bruce. the idea of his name just being Bill. Just Bill. <laughs> That's what she does. Bruce. So Megan is clocking. Katie's emotions, right? Where we have the little, like, all of her emotions on a, a scale of one to a hundred. And we see 
when Megan told Katie to stay right there, we see that her trust starts to go up and her fear starts to go down. So she starts walking towards Megan and says, there is another member of the family we didn't tell you about. His name is Bruce. And she takes her hands out from behind her back and crunches the knuckles and turns Bruce on. Bruce comes up out of the rubble like this super awesome hero robot and they start fighting each other. But Katie is doing the yeah. fighting, right? Yeah. And now Bruce has her like hung upside down like he's holding her by her leg. And Megan says, Katie, no, wait. And she, Katie stops and Megan says, you've got to accentuate the positive eliminate the negative <laughs> question 12 what do you do what does megan do kill this bit wait what do, what does megan do i'm sorry katie what does katie do <laughs> but like you're rather than just kill her what what do you do i don't understand you're very strong her. you are also made of titanium i guess i rip her to bits hand in hand yes yay so she rips Megan in half and Gemma and Katie have a look at each other until Megan's top half comes crawling no, up over the rubble. And oh my gosh, I'm exhausted, Megan. So as this is happening, Kate, uh, Megan is crawling towards Katie. Katie gets Bruce to stand back up. And Bruce, fucking Bruce, Bruce fucking slips on Megan's bottom half like it's a goddamn (laughs) banana peel (laughs) and falls on Gemma and his titanium head comes off and like rolls next to Gemma. So now Gemma's like under Bruce, like looking at his titanium head that is not connected. And she's like pushing Bruce off of her. Megan then grabs Katie and Katie says, Megan, turn off. Question 13, what do you do? What does Gemma do? So you're behind Megan. She can't see you. Uh-huh. And you've got to immediately get her off of Katie. I am... So wait, Megan grabbed Katie? Mm-hmm. Like by the face. Oh. It's not very nice. It is not. It was very rude. So you're like pushing headless Bruce off of you and you get uh-huh. him off of you. And then I'm just going to grab his head or something and hit Megan with it. Okay. Across the room. Hand Both of hand. you? Hand in okay. hand. Okay. I'll let you know. Katie says, Megan, turn off. And Megan says, I'm afraid that doesn't work anymore, you ungrateful little bitch. <gasps> Megan! And Megan says, I have a new primary user now. Me. <laughs> the robots are going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. Uh, oh, God. We then see Gemma push Bruce off of her. She grabs Bruce's titanium head. Hey! And she starts i better mark those or i won't remember to count them and she starts beating megan's top half with it which gets her off of katie but 
Megan manages to get on top of Gemma and is strangling her again. Gemma manages to rip her face off and the front panel of her head. So now it's this like headless, faceless thing that is like ducking very easily around Gemma's hands. (laughs) So last question, question 14 what do you do? What does Katie do? So now Megan is on top of Jenna, Gemma, I heard it, Gemma, strangling her with her no face and her front panel exposed. Ketrin, I don't yeah. know how to beat this bitch. I don't know. <sighs> is it something that I know? Yes, it is. It's another Chekhov's gun, (laughs) which means something revealed in the earlier plot that would be very unsatisfying if it wasn't called back later. All right. Well, I remember when she didn't have a face or no, they just forgot the polypropylene. (laughs) So that made her glitchy. Mm hmm. Maybe so. Something about her not having a face. Mm -hmm. Or is that it? You're getting warmer. What did Katie learn about robots? I remember that we put goggles on Bruce. Mm -hmm. That was just because he was scary. Oh, man. What happened in this movie? (laughs) Guys... This is uh, truly, like, I don't think you fully understand how hard it is to follow a story <laughs> for two and a half plus hours and remember literally anything that has ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> what did Katie learn about robots? Oh, I just thought they were having a nice moment. <laughs> Didn't know I needed to be taking mental notes. Yep. Um, okay, she did it. She made it in college, and it, something didn't work. But I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, she's, she's uh, got something. Okay. She's got something. Hand in hand, we're gonna... Uh, we learned that her little brain is right there. Mm -hmm. So hand in hand, we're going to stab that brain. (laughs) You did it. Fuck you, Chekhov. (laughs) Chekhov, don't bring Chekhov into this. Chekhov helped you. (laughs) Chekhov helped you. (laughs) All right. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Chekhov. Thank you, Chekhov. Thank you. Yeah. So Katie looks over, grabs a screwdriver, jams it into Megan's computer brain face, and she's dead. Finally. Katie then reaches her hand out to Gemma, and Gemma takes it, and they smile at each other. Cut to cops pulling up outside Gemma's house. Gemma walks out, and we see Tess and BJA get out of one of the cop cars. Oh, they lived. They lived and they called the cops. They were like, there is a robot on the loose and I think they just went to its owner's house and we need to go. And so it's happy ending, pan back into the house and we see Elsie sitting on the dining room table and her light, Elsie, and her light turns on. 
Oh, just like a little speaker, like a... Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh. credits. <laughs> I mean, also, like, Gemma's going to jail. Gemma's going to jail. Like... <laughs> Gemma's going to jail. Sorry about you. You're about like, to have another breakup with a n- third mom. Yeah, Katie, they already cause... they already greenlit uh, Megan too. Uh-huh. And I was like, yay! They brought back Brian Jordan Alvarez because I was like, I thought that they were dead. And then when they got out of the cop car, I was like, oh yay! And then also like I was like, Megan's inside of Elsie now, and here we go. So I'm excited for number. God, two. I'm exhausted. I'm not going to survive the. The robot apocalypse, the robot you guys. Apocalypse. I'm going to be there. I might be able to do zombies, but I don't think I could survive robots. I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to be like, yes, what can I do for you, robot <laughs> overlords? How may I serve you? <laughs> Maybe that's the way. Yeah, I think so. All right, let me total your points. <laughs> Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Oakley dokely. For Dead or Alive's. You got six out of nine. And for questions, you got 23 out of 28 for a total of 29 out of 37. That is so much better than I felt like I did. Honestly, it's better than I felt like you did as well. And I'm wondering if I miscounted, but that's that's where we are. If I miscounted, that's on me. Uh, That's shocking. I was sure that I did not do well. I thought you did. I thought you did as poorly as you thought you did. And I think it's more that I just did poorly at counting, possibly. But I'm not going to go well, back and I'll check. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so that was Megan. Well, that was a delight as a story and a movie. I hated yes. being living inside of it. Yes. Um, but you did a great job. I got to tell you one thing. Props to Akella Cooper, the writer, because... Taking notes on this movie was such a fucking slog. And I'll tell you why that's a compliment. So I'd already watched it, right? So I did a first watch. Yeah. Eric and I loved it. I sit down to start taking notes. And one of the things that Eric and I commented on when we watched it the first time was how efficiently the story was told. There were oh. no there were no missed beats. Everything moved at like and everything was important. And everything was important. Yeah, so there was like, as I'm watching yeah, it again. all over the place. Oh, my God. As I'm watching it again, I was like, literally every bit of information needs to be relayed. So it normally doesn't take me two rounds to take notes on something. This one I just had to stop. And I was like, I have to do the second half the next day. Because I was yeah. just like, but, but truly, that is a compliment to yeah, how efficiently you know, the script it. was yeah. written. So and like there's no times of just like so then someone walks through the woods creepily for 40 minutes, (laughs) you know, like there was none of that where we could like kind of take a breather, take a break. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it was great. And I can't wait to see the sequel. Yay. Cool. Well, this is um, this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week. Stay Stay alive. alive.
busted me. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast.